Well, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is here in early access, and I played it, and yes, I think it's good. That seems like almost a hot take in light of everything everybody is saying about the game, but the gameplay, the graphics, the sound design, the story, even the live service model are all, in my opinion, deserving of praise. A very consistent negative narrative and campaign against this game is still continuing, and now because the product delivered actually is quality, even from Digital Foundry's perspective with respect to the graphics, well, the goalposts have shifted to, well, this is a disrespectful way to treat the heroes of the Justice League. Well, the inability to read the game's title or watch any of the marketing up to now is truly remarkable. It's amazing that some of these people even knew the launch date of the game since they seemingly paid such a small amount of attention to what the game centered around. Maybe they were too busy saying it would be DOA or live service trash to read the actual title of the game. So I want to talk about why this game exceeded my expectations. I did have some audio glitches with the music, but I was running streamer mode. My gameplay outside of that was largely a polished and well-optimized and fun experience. I did have a few other problems playing co-op with it reset my key bindings and a very funny visual glitch that I put on Twitter. But other than that, I have had no major issues or causes for complaint. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video. That way, you don't have to you know, go searching for it. And we are typically then doing a live stream after that. It's like a two-hour stream, and I put all this at the front. So if you like this kind of content and you like these kinds of discussions, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button, so that way you don't miss out on the content. So I finally got to play Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, and as someone who was on record saying that I thought the game would be good and that people were writing it off too quickly, I have to say, it actually exceeded my expectations. I figured that I would enjoy it, but I actually really liked playing every aspect of this game. I jumped into co-op last night with my wife and even played a little bit more this morning. So I want to break this into categories, usually for first impressions when I haven't played through the entire game. I'll just give you sort of the good, the bad, and the future or whatever the third category ends up being but for this i'm simply going to mention the negatives in each category as i experience them because there are some things i think worthy of criticism i'm going to walk through the gameplay the graphics the sound design the story and the live service model i am going to close with some of my concerns about the game as well so up first the gameplay there are four sections to the gameplay that i would like to discuss traversal combat the action and the pacing all right so first traversal i thought the traversal looked fun from the trailers but it's more than fun it's a well-built fluid and well-optimized traversal system with variety baked into each character i do agree though that harley feels way too slow and lacks forward momentum compared to the rest now we've heard that as she plays and as she levels up that it gets better King Shark, I think, feels the most intuitive and the most fun with respect to movement, but Captain Boomerang really surprised me. His method of traversal is awesome. He ended up being the character that my wife picked because it was just very simple for her to sort of aim and throw the boomerang. The other movement options with Shark uh, and Deadshot and Harley just wasn't really working for her. She's not. She doesn't like platforming and jumping, so she enjoys playing with uh, Captain Boomerang. And I honestly have to say, it's impressive from a game design and optimization standpoint. How quickly you are able to move and even basically teleport is impressive. Even Deadshot was far more enjoyable than I thought that he would be. 
I just had to adjust using the left stick instead of the right stick for the jetpack. It's basically like you're kind of flying a plane and you got to hold forward and aim. It's actually quite fun once you figure it out. The fact that they created unique traversal styles that all feel great, save Harley, it gives me a lot of hope for how the Joker and the future characters will feel as well. In the realm of combat, the gameplay trailers and streams I don't think do the game justice. There's a ton of depth in how to approach combat. The chaos and head-on-a-swivel feel makes it flow in a way that I did not expect. Weaving together traversal, ground slams, melees, and counter shot actually feels really cool. One time in particular, I did a counter shot while in midair, slammed the ground, punched the enemy, and then quickly shot them out of the air. It just felt good. So I think people watching streams or YouTube videos could easily say, well, it just looks repetitive. But it's just such a fun romp, I think a lot of gamers are going to sort of vibe with the combat. There's also something about having repetitive combat where you're working on getting really good at certain things. You sort of want that. You don't want tons of different diversity within a game like this. I remember feeling that way in Spider-Man. I like the fact that you sort of got accustomed to the types of enemies that were in the game, and then you could excel at your combos, at crowd control, at stringing all these different things together. I think that works in a game that has combat like this. It actually leads to the third thing I want to talk about, the action. I did have to rebind my dodge key to the circle button, or the B button if you're using an Xbox controller, instead of clicking the left stick in. I actually found that decision to be very strange, that you click the left stick in to dodge, or to like slide. This led me having to bind the enemy pulse to the left stick click, and then my grenade to being up on the D-pad. Now this is just a glimpse into why the combat has more depth than most people think. And when the one trailer talked about depth of builds, if you start poking around in the skill trees, you will see what he means. All the characters have three skill trees, very reminiscent to what we've seen in games like Borderlands. And just one tree for King Shark had 29 things to spend points on. So lots of depth there to really make the action fun. So a lot of people right now are looking at early gameplay and they're like oh it looks really repetitive. I just got my traversal attack where you build up the meter by shooting and killing everybody and then you can slam the ground from the air. Extremely satisfying and very effective within combat and crowd control. Now lastly with respect to gameplay I do want to talk about the pacing. This game has a ton of story and a lot of cutscenes. Some may find that juxtaposition to be disruptive to the game flow. At least one time I was like, okay, we keep looking for the flash, you're gonna stop me, you make me walk around really slow, you play some dialogue, and then you have to do that like multiple times. Overall, I think the pacing is fine, it's just a bit halting in the early game, which is common when you're setting up a world and you're setting up a story. You have to kind of keep stopping the player to set things up. Some players might find that early game pacing to be a little annoying. Even now, as I'm moving out throughout the world and doing different things, periodically stopping me and I can't really do anything, I just have to listen. You know, I don't think some people are going to like that. It sort of removes some of that forward momentum and fluidity you feel in games like this. Now, the second category I want to talk about is the graphics. There are three things I want to discuss in the way of graphics. The character models, the world, and player feedback. First, the character models. I can't believe some of the people insisting that the characters don't look good. John Linneman from Digital Foundry said the following, and here's his tweet. He says, I gotta say, the character models in Suicide Squad are among the best I've seen in any recent game. 
Now, I tried to show this before the game came out. I tried to show people. I was like, just compare older Harley Quinn models from the game's previous to now, right? And it's remarkable, the difference in the quality. The fact that people are saying Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn aren't attractive, I I just think some of you need to broaden your horizons on what you think makes someone good-looking, right? The level of detail in the characters is crazy good. Not just that, the lighting as well. This is another thing that John Linneman drew attention to. And one of the devs weighed in and said that they worked extra hard to make all the different skin colors look great in all the different lighting and all the different times of day. Harley's got, like, white foundation makeup on. Deadshot's got black skin. King Shark's got blue leathery skin. Numerous times, I was spinning the camera around just to look at the character model. They are great. I really do think they're fantastic. Even this opening sequence where they're sort of fighting. It's almost like a Guy Ritchie opening that introduces all of the characters. I really do think that's going to be a driver for future character releases. Folks jumping back into the game or coming to the game for the first time, I think having good character design is going to play a role there. Now, when it comes to the world and the graphics of the city and the environments, I think Rocksteady did it again. The city doesn't have the dark, somber tones and the neon lights against that black backdrop like you got in Arkham Knight, which I think is still one of the best-looking cityscapes in any game to this date. Even though that's looking great, I've actually seen some great screenshots on Twitter, even some claiming that this is topping their work in Arkham Knight. I don't know if I'm ready to say that, but if you take a second to really look at the world, it is absolutely dense. It is massive, and they do a great use of lighting. It's incredible how well optimized the game is to have all of the dense building structures as well as the lighting in combination with the fast travel and the action that we've already spoken about. Some have already remarked on how busy and flashy this game is, right? It's got a lot going on. Many remarked during my gameplay that they would turn the damage numbers off. Now, I'm completely sold on the UI style and player feedback. I actually like it. The pop-ups for the counter shots, the glow for a shield replenish melee, the ammo drops, the shield drops. I actually dig it. And player feedback helps keep the combos and the flow going. I, I, I get it. If people don't like that, you can turn a lot of that stuff off. I will say that knocking an enemy off of a building can lead to some awkward moments where you end up waiting for them to climb all the way back up or you have to drop down and shoot them from way up high. This is not a huge gripe, but it is one of the few things that disrupted the combat flow. And I mention it during player feedback because the enemy pulse comes in handy when this happens. Just this morning I was playing and I was like, where's the last guy? He was like down, stuck in a corner running. So periodically the open world combined with enemy AI can lead to some awkward things, but nothing major. Just you're accustomed to games like Spider-Man where you knock them off the building and then that's the end of them. That's not going to happen in this game. So try to kill them before they hit the ground. Now let's talk about sound design. In the realm of sound, I do want to talk about the guns as well as the voice actors. First, I was surprised when a few people said that they thought the guns sounded bad. I think they sound punchy, but I also think they sound varied. I really do think they sound great. King Shark's minigun, the shotgun that Boomerang has, the sniper from Deadshot. Somebody had something that was like an Uzi. I think they feel, they sound just good. I actually think the sound effects complement the gunplay rather well. When you land a counter shot or you just lay into someone full auto with a fast firing gun, it just feels very nice and it sounds nice too. Now, the voice acting, again, I can't believe that people are saying negative things about this. 
Harley sounds like Harley. I get that she's a little bit more gruff. There's like a scratchiness to her voice, but this voice actor has done Harley's voice in numerous other places and projects. She's doing a great job. I know folks are drawing comparisons between King Shark and Drax, which I think is valid. It's a similar approach to comedy, but I don't care. He's funny. The voice actor sounds great. Deadshot and Boomerang also sound, I think, very true to the characters. The facial expressions alongside the voice acting is also just superb. This is definitely another great game with respect to character design and voice acting in Rocksteady's catalog. Now let's talk about the story. Avoiding spoilers is practically impossible with the level of whining and entitlement that's happening on Twitter right now. But the title of the game should have been a clue as to what would happen. But also, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil what happens, right? People are, however, jumping to conclusions, and I think they're going to look a bit silly once the full scope of the story is seen. Now, that's all I'm going to say about that. I want to talk about the characters, the tone, and the writing. First, the characters. I think they're not just well voice acted, but they are well written. Numerous times I found myself laughing out loud at certain points. The chemistry between the characters is actually quite good. So the characters, in my opinion, are great within the story. I think this is a great rendition of the Suicide Squad. Deborah Wilson's character is especially great after really enjoying her work in Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. And that serves as another great piece of evidence that the characters look fantastic in this game. Compare Amanda Waller to Seer in the Jedi games, especially the first Jedi game. It's a ve- it's a very clear jump in detail and quality. And all of that, I think, just really helps the tone. I think they've nailed the irreverence and the uncouth nature of a Suicide Squad game. The only writing and voice acting I wasn't too keen on was Superman when you were in the Hall of Justice and listening to the recordings, right? I've not seen him in the wild. I don't know if I'm going to like him more or less once he's, you know, sort of talking not as a recording in the Hall of Justice. Again, that's probably my only criticism so far about the sound quality or the voice acting. Lastly, we do need to talk about the live service model. One of the things that's really frustrated me about this game and the negative campaign against it has been the assumption that, well, live service games are trash, right? There are far too many good and different approaches to live service for this to be true. And Kill the Justice League checks so many boxes that players have asked for from ongoing games or live service games. Let's just list the things they've done in the setup for the game's ongoing content structure, okay? Let's just kind of walk through it. First, they have made it abundantly clear that their live service format is aggressively pro-player. This is one of the reasons I find all the broad stroke generalizations about live service to be unhelpful. I will grant that the online requirement for those who want to play solo is something they should have tried to rectify before launching, okay? They say that option is coming. I actually think that's a legitimate criticism. I think that's the only one, okay? Even though they promoted the game as a co-op live service game, they're giving you the option to play solo, and they even bake in like a cool feature when playing solo. You can pull in your friend's character and their build and gear will be on the character, or you could go to the leaderboards and pull in a leaderboard character. Now, obviously, that would require you to have an internet connection, but still, you can tell why they wanted solo play to be good. Outside of needing an internet connection, I don't see any valid criticisms for how they have set up the live service aspects of this game. The only microtransactions are cosmetic. All playable post-launch content is totally free, including the new characters. They could have easily sold those characters, and people would have likely bought them. There's no FOMO in the game that's fear of missing out. FOMO is honestly used in so many games these days. 
If you take a break from this game, if you don't complete something, it is still there when you come back. You can also earn Battle Pass tokens in the game if you don't want to spend real money on them. You can also revisit any season you missed, or if you took a break from, and the Battle Pass will remember your progress. Now this leads to one of my concerns, well, some of my concerns about the game with respect to how they're treating the live service, but I also have a few other concerns. My first and most primary concern is that the gameplay loses its staying power. Right now, it's fun. I'm getting new abilities. I'm dealing with new mechanics from different enemies. But as a live service game, will I feel this way later, right? My thought would be games like this tend to feel fresh and fun when you come back to them after taking a break. So as long as its hooks are enough to say, hey, oh, there's a new character, there's new content, new gear, it's time for me to go back, then I think that'll that'll do well for them. They've made remarks about not wanting this game to feel like a life commitment, which I think is a healthy outlook. I've said this a bunch lately that live service games need to lean away from the player funnel model where they have to use FOMO and timed events and all these other things and lean more into a content driven model. Kill the Justice League basically anticipates folks taking breaks. But again, my concern is staying power. Once you hit your point of taking a break, will you be compelled to come back? That's a concern that I have. My second concern is game bloat. I love that they are not utilizing fear of missing out, and that content stays in the game once it has been added. But the concern would be that in 12 months, will the game feel like it is just way too full of content? Have you ever jumped into a game that's been going for a while, and it's there's almost too many routes of gameplay, there's almost too much content, and it can give you paralysis? Hopefully they've thought through this so that new and returning player onboarding can be done in a way that makes it very easy to come back or pick up the game for the very first time. If you've not played in six months, if you've not ever played, and the latest character is what makes you dive in or dive back in, well, you might feel overwhelmed by the content and the game world. My last concern is that the hate campaign against this game wins, and all the games that deserve criticism. There's a lot of games out there to sort of campaign against or to, you know, really take to the cleaners. I think this game deserves maybe one-tenth of what has been thrown at it. It's quite literally the live service format that consumers have been asking for. If it were another game and the expectation was that it was going to be a live service game, maybe it was coming from a live service studio, its format would be receiving heaps of praise. People would say, hey, there's no FOMO. Finally, we get a player-focused live service game. But instead, we're getting platitudinous broad generalizations about it's live service trash or live service hell. Why? Well, imagine this launched with an offline mode. What else would there be to criticize? The fact of the matter is, folks wanted another single-player game, and because they didn't get one, they're completely overstating their dislike or the bad quality of this game. Unmet expectations has turned into blanket statements about this game's quality. Judge it for what it's set out to do. How are the graphics? How's the story? What about the optimization and performance? What about the loot systems and the skill trees and the combat? What about the gameplay? Has anybody done any of those breakdowns and gone through and actually justified their hate and their criticism? If you judge their game in each of those categories, sure, some might say that you might not like the gameplay loop or the combat. No game's going to suit everyone's preferences. 
but to just throw the baby out with the bathwater because you didn't get the game that you wanted or because you think they should do something different with the story and the Justice League, you're not really reviewing or judging the game's quality within its context. I can't stand fighting games. Well, if for whatever reason Santa Monica decided to make a God of War fighting game, I'd be disappointed that resources and time went to something that I don't really have an interest in, since that's not what I want from Santa Monica and God of War. But that wouldn't automatically make it a bad game. Fans of fighting games would have to be the judge of that. There are plenty of folks who like live service games. There's a lot of us who love co-op loot-based games. Look at some of the player engagement and revenue reports for live service games right now. But also, look at the massive success and the engagement for single-player games. Both types of games can exist and appeal to their respective audiences. So yes, I'm enjoying the game. Does it have some rough edges? Of course. Nothing major. Certainly nothing that warrants the high levels of animosity and hate thrown its way. Folks actually cheering for or predicting that this game will do so poorly that Rocksteady has to close down? Imagine being that insecure that what happens to a fictional character in a video game brings that out of you. But that's just what I think. What do you think? So let me give you guys my uh, closing thoughts and conclusion here. I I get how invested people, they got very invested in the Arkhamverse, okay? And the Batman character. But we have a great trilogy in the Arkham games. You have Arkham Asylum, City, and Arkham Knight. They're all great games with great review scores, great consumer and critical reception. Pivoting to something very different for a game about the Suicide Squad just makes sense. And those getting super upset and saying that Rocksteady has ruined Kevin Conroy's legacy. Listen, I said this on Twitter. They are not hurting his legacy. You are. Disrespecting his choice to make this one of his final Batman voice performances. According to sources, the twist on the character into a villainous arc was something that Conroy relished. So that was his choice, and respect that. You can dislike or not agree with the story elements, but stop acting like you can stand on some sanctimonious podium and say, this is disrespectful to Kevin Conroy. He relished in the choice to do this and the twist on the character. The second thing I want to say is, the instinct within the gaming hive mind to hate live service games is a strange one. Incredibly popular games are live service, whether it's Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, Warzone, ESO, Diablo 4, or Destiny. And while all of these games have had their ups and downs, they're enjoyed by large chunks of the gaming populace. What I feel like happened here is there are those who have no issue with live service games as long as they stay over there in Battle Royale land, in MMO land. But when a game company known for single player games crosses the line, immediate skepticism and criticism comes out. I remember this happened with Anthem, and everyone blamed the game's failure on live service, which was probably the most ignorant diagnosis of what actually killed Anthem. The post-mortem from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg made it clear that that game was plagued with leadership problems, and they built it in 18 months. But because it was Bioware, the easiest scapegoat was, well, live service killed Anthem. Now some might say, well, Bioware stepped into an arena that they had no experience in. I would take that as fair pushback if the game actually for four to five years instead of a year and a half. What they built in 18 months was actually impressive if you think about it. Imagine what a full and healthy dev cycle Anthem would have looked like. Well, 
Now we get a full dev cycle live service game that has clearly received a lot of passion and care from the dev team, but it's decried as live service trash simply because of anti-live service bias. Not thorough or thoughtful actual analysis of how this game approaches the ongoing model, just sweeping generalizations. My conclusion is this. A lot of people are going to miss out on a good game because they're going to hear really big influencers dogpile on the game for minor problems or that it's a live service game. Six hours of maintenance during early access has been framed as a complete deal breaker. Should we mention what happened with New World? What about Diablo 4 when it launched? And within a day, the devs gave anybody affected by the downtime $20 worth of in-game currency. So the extra 30 bucks that people paid to get in early was practically refunded with in-game currency. And they're still able to play early. The maintenance was over, and you can now play ahead of the launch date. Having big other big live service games, have they done that? Have they done that for minor windows of inconvenience and downtime? Again, the only valid criticism is the lack of an offline mode, and that's coming. Everything else? Well, you're not going to get specific breakdowns of why the live service elements are wrong. A lot of those hating on the game haven't spent any time in the game at all. They're too busy retweeting spoilers and crying about Batman to know anything about how the game actually works. In a year where we're soon going to be swimming in games, I can't wait for those needlessly bashing this to move on to something else. I also hope that the game proves the haters wrong, because I still think that this game is going to appeal to the general gaming public. I think they're going to dig this game. But those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so, so much for being here this morning. I can't believe it's a controversial statement to say that I'm enjoying a game. Uh, even this morning, I had people in chat being like, you're the first person to say this is good. I, I can't be the only person. I, I, I think you're probably selective in who you're watching. Like, I know everybody's pretty much bashing on it, but I've had a good time with it. I really did. I Like... I played it last night with my wife. Uh, we had a couple of weird hangups with uh, co-op. Like, it unba- it reset my key bindings. And then if you guys saw the really funny clip where it put Deadshot's head on Harley Quinn's body, I think it's because I joined my wife when we were in that Hall of Justice sequence. I think it just glitched it out because we had to break the glass, and we broke the glass, and then it, like, glitched out the cutscenes. It's actually, no, her character looked like that all the time. It was pretty funny. But that's pretty much the only major thing that we've uh, we've encountered on this. So, I I don't get why people are so bent on, uh, well, I mean, I get it, but I don't think it's legitimate. Now, I gotta thank some people. Han shot first and snow did you. Sneaky Wolf with the first five members of the day, but we're not done. Another one comes in from Skatenator, taking us to six members on the day. Thank you guys so, so much for that. Let me pop out the chat here. I've got it like up here on the top screen. Let me come down here. There we go. And let's see what you guys think about this. I had people in chat saying, like, I can't believe you're defending this game. People saying I'm being paid. I- I'm not being paid. In fact, I bought the game myself and they emailed me and said, hey, we've got a code for you. Because I said, hey, you know, I expressed interest. I was like, hey, if you guys are handing out review codes, I'd love to do it. Well, they didn't really do review codes. They're doing like day of codes. And so I replied to the email and I said, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to take the code and give it away to somebody. But for me, I, I'm, I'm, 
my my feedback I think is going to land a whole lot better if I do not play the game on a code but on my own dime you're laughing through the controller mic was hilarious yeah I wish you just got the laughing and not the echo but it was picking up the TV volume so it echoed hollow judgment thank you so much for 19 months in the VIP I saw Astrocross say he was having fun with it we'll probably pick it up after I finish Persona 3 I'm hearing that people that play games like Destiny, Division, and Borderlands are actually digging the game. Right? They're actually digging the game. Sound like a lot of BS. The game is a dead world. Nothing is going on at all in the world. Didn't people roast Forspoken for that? Combat's boring and repetitive. The boss battles are garbage. Again, I mean, how much have you played the game to determine that? Are you hearing people say that and just repeating that? Or have you put in a massive amount of time with the game and you determine, yeah, the combat's repetitive and boring? Combat in all games, it's like people in here are claiming you liked Diablo 4 too. Where did I say I liked Diablo 4? I liked Diablo 4 when I played it in the beta, but I also told people that I was very cautious about Diablo and warned people that that game wasn't ready for launch. All signs pointed to the fact that Diablo 4 was not ready for launch. And then it came out, and it wasn't ready for launch. I was critical of the seasonal format in Diablo before it came out. I had a lot of criticisms about Diablo. Just because I enjoyed the beta doesn't mean that, like, what, you, you can't enjoy something and then later on, after further examination, be like, this is crap like that's what happened with Diablo it was clear that they didn't really innovate on anything it was boring the linear progression on the skill tree wasn't any good like my enjoyment of kill the justice league could certainly turn as I said one of my concerns about the game is does that gameplay does does that content have staying power right M Am I going to say in three months, yeah, I, I really want to go back. I want to go back and play as the Joker. Or not, you know, I'm sorry, two months. I feel like a lot of people who are hating on the game are just letting their favorite YouTubers sway them. I played all day yesterday and I love the game, but I really enjoy looter shooters, so maybe that's why I like it more than people than the people dumping on it. In general, I think that's what's going on, is people wanted a single-player game and they didn't get it. So they're decrying the game as trash. And the rest of us that are like, bro, I dig a good looter shooter. You know, I dig a good romp and a good mindless, you know, action-oriented game. We're having a good time. You know what I mean? I, I think that's the difference. Ain't gonna lie, you're sounding like the guys that defended Forspoken. I didn't like Forspoken, but plenty of people did. That doesn't mean that Forspoken's bad. The only thing I argued about Forspoken was that the writing, I thought the writing and the voice acting was actually really poor, but there were plenty of people that enjoyed the combat in Forspoken. You can't just dismiss the criticism of the game as hate. Okay, well then, spell it out for me. Has anybody that called the game live service trash, have they broken down the live service systems and talked about why they're bad? Have they done that? Have they? Have they broken down the combat systems and the depth of what you can do in an individual fight and the builds you can come up with? Have they done that? Have they gone the distance with the game and tried out different things? Or do they play for an hour, shoot some stuff, and say, this is boring? Like, 
do they have actual criticisms of the gameplay loop? Saying a gameplay loop is repetitive, you're not telling me anything. Every gameplay loop is repetitive. What is it about the gameplay loop that is repetitive in a negative way? Right? Are you repeating the same actions too close together? Because I'm just now unlocking stuff. I'm just now getting skill tree stuff to, to, to structure my build. I'm sure it's coming. You're sure it's coming? Well, when where's the legitimate criticism? Because all I've seen now is a bunch of uninformed hate. That's all I've seen from people. It's live service trash. What's bad about the live service? Spell it out for me. What are they doing that's so bad in the live service realm? What is it? They literally check every box that people have been critical about with respect to live service games. They check every box. If this was coming from a live service studio, it would be getting heaps of praise. People would be saying, we finally have a live service game without FOMO and fear of missing out. We, we finally have a live service game that's aggressively player focused. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't get it. It's like... Eugene says, I've seen almost zero uh, thorough criticism. It's almost all been unfounded hate. Yeah, saying that it's live service hell. Like, I retweeted Mudahar, and I was like, why is it live service hell? I get the criticism of, like, you can't play offline. Okay, fine. That's that's the criticism you can make. That's irritating. Whenever I want to just boot up a game and play by myself and the servers are having trouble, I've played games like that. I've been, I've encountered that before. I'm with you. Okay? They're bringing that later. Okay, let's set that criticism aside. What's, what's wrong with all the other systems in the game? What are they doing? What is it? What's the problem? You keep trying to lean on skill up for a negative take. He doesn't have one. He doesn't see the current live service model hooking. Oh, so he's. I saw people saying Skillup had fun, but he doesn't know if the live service model will hook. Cash shop is priced too high. But, I, but again, cosmetics being too high is not an objective thing. It's it's subjective to the market. If if because like a lot of people think this cosmetics are too expensive in Fortnite, the market bears it. The people are willing to pay. It's called supply and demand. Like, if the demand for the product is there, they're going to keep charging that price. You, you can say, well, it's too high priced for me. But come on. It, they're cosmetics. Now, I saw people taking issue with the fact that if you got the special edition, you don't actually get everything, which is misleading. You get what they promised you. I got the skins they promised you. Now, when you go into the skin, there's like 10 color palettes on the skin, half of which you can unlock in the game by doing different things, right? And then the other ones you can buy later. But again, I was promised this skin. I wasn't promised this skin in 10 different versions. So people are even being misrepresentative about that. They're like, oh, well, you got the special edition and you get the skin, but you don't get every single version of it. And it's like, yes, because that's not what they promised you. They showed me a skin. I got that skin. They didn't show me a skin with 10 other options and then like rug pulled me after I after I bought the special edition. They showed me a skin. I got the skin. Once you go into the skin and you see like, oh, there's all these different things you can do to it. Yes, half of those things are they're, they're called color palettes or palettes, I think. You can earn some of them through the game, like through Riddler challenges and stuff. And then there are some that you can buy in the cash shop. 
But that doesn't mean that they didn't give you what they said you were going to get. I got the skin that they showed me on the pre-order. On the on the special edition. Yo, one coming in from DK Beggar. Thank you so much for taking us to seven. Appreciate it so, so much. In, in a world of scummy microtransactions and scummy practices, it's like th- this game's not committing any of the faux pas. It isn't. Outline it for me. What's the problem? Always online is trash. What if you want to play the game in a few years and they turned off the servers because it bombed in sales? Again, you, you're ignoring the fact that they're bringing an offline update, so you will be able to play it offline. So, of course, that's a concern with any game, is that, well, if the game tanks and they turn the servers off in a year, then I can't play. I'm not sure why people hating on the game so harshly would care about that, but they're bringing an offline mode. Like I said... Set the offline mode aside. What are the legitimate criticisms of how this game is set up the live service? It is aggressively pro-player. All post-launch content that is playable is totally free. That includes characters, new story elements, new playable activities, new areas in the game, all completely free. Oh, and if you're taking a break and you miss a season, it's still there when you come back. It's still there. It's not like you come back and you're like, oops, missed out. Same thing with your battle pass. It'll remember your progress on the battle pass. It remembers that when you when you come back to the game later. No FOMO at all. No fear of missing out. What was fun about the fights? I was critical about IGN's description of the Flash fight. Then I played it and realized they were completely right. And the Green Lantern fight was horrible. I saw people on Twitter saying they thought the Green Lantern fight was awesome. I think the fights are layered. They're layered. Okay, so if you remember in Doom, if your health got low or your shields got low or your ammunition got low, there were things you could do to get those things back. There's an entire mechanic in the fighting to weaken a player and then or weaken an enemy and then you punch them and you get your shield back. There's the counter shot, like basically like the counter in a, in a melee game, right? You see the lightning bolt and you hit the button at the right time. Counter shots incredibly satisfying. Building up to traversal, your traversal attack, very satisfying. You just take out a massive amount of guys. Like, there's so much going on. This is not Doom. I didn't say it's Doom. Try to pay attention. I said that it reminded me of that. Like, oh, I can manage my shield. I can manage my resources in the fight by doing different things. I'm not just mindlessly shooting everybody. I didn't say it was Doom. Like, I know you're having a hard time keeping up. I tend to talk fast, but I said it reminded me of Doom. Like, you're, you're, not, even, you're not even pushing back on what I'm saying. Like, having a fu- guarantee that gets clipped and people say that I said that this game is like Doom because liars gotta lie. I'm not saying it's like Doom. I'm saying it literally reminds me of that. It's like, oh, if I get low on my shields, there's a mechanic in the game to get those shields back. They also have shields. You got to take them out. You got to go up and punch them. You can juggle them. Last night, I was watching my wife play with Captain Boomerang, and she was like accidentally juggling people because she was just doing different things. She's just hitting all the buttons, and she was like, hitting him with the melee and then shooting him with the shotgun and then she'd hit him with the melee again. She was just she was just frantically playing and it even looked cool. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's really nice. You, and they incentivize you to play as the other characters. This morning I was playing and a character will get psyched and they get like an XP and a damage bonus if you switch to them. So they actually incentivize you switching it up and not just like digging in on one character all of the time. 
what are some of the things I really liked? I was really surprised by the combat. The combat, it's not done justice when you watch someone else play. It isn't. How, how ain't you saying it's like Doom when you compare the two? I didn't compare the two. I said, remember how in Doom you would do this. This game has a similar mechanic to get back your shields. It's a similar mechanic. It's not a comparison. See, folks like you, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. You're not able to engage in a discussion like this. You lack the ability to. I say something very basic and simple, and you're still stuck on it because you just lack the capacity to have a thoughtful, engaging discussion on this. You're just not able to. You lack the skills. You lack the ability. I can't help you not think the way you're presently thinking. It was a very, very basic reference that I made. This game is nothing like Doom. It just reminded me of that element of like, I love frantic combat where if I get hurt, I can do something in the fight to recoup my shield and strength. I like that. I think that's fun. I, I think that's an enjoyable thing to have. I'm not saying the game is like Doom. Now that I've said that enough times, if you have to loop the stream to catch up and get it, then do that. We're not going to keep having to revisit you with your low IQ, alright? The point is, this game's combat has way more going on than I originally thought. Way more. The interesting thing is, is why are people so passionately against it? There are plenty of games that I've not liked. There are plenty of games that I've thought, you know, that's not really my cup of tea. And I don't, like, waste emotion on saying it's a bad game or it's not fun or whatever. Like, I, I just I just don't play it. I just don't talk about it. It's that simple. This character has a select screen like Street Fighter. Why are you saying this game's identical to Street Fighter? Right? They wanted a new Arkham game. I completely and utterly get that. I get it. People wanted an Arkham game, and they see a scene like this where Batman's bad and doing bad stuff, and it's like, it like hurts their feelings. What are some of the things you really liked? Uh, Thoughts on what could be improved? Exactly. Lono didn't like Gotham Knights. He said his piece and he moved on. Yeah, I didn't, like, show up to threads about Gotham Knights and, like, make sure to tell people it was bad. I just played it and thought it was incredibly subpar and low quality, and I just moved on. That's an excellent point. So, like I said, I really like the depth in the combat. It's way more involved than I thought. It looks, again, that trailer that they debuted, like, a year ago, where they were, like, running around shooting purple balls... That does no justice to the combat whatsoever. It just doesn't. It's like it's there's so there's so much layers to what you're doing. You're not just running around shooting. You aren't. You're interweaving traversal, melee, shield recuperation, counter shot. You're you're doing all these different things. And again, I haven't even unlocked all the stuff I can do in combat. I'm only a couple of hours in and I'm like, there's a lot going on here. In the one video that they did recently, The one guy said, he's like, I think people are going to be shocked by the depth of the builds and things that they can come up, they can come up with. And I was like, 
really? I was like, that this game's going to have that kind of depth? You start poking around with the guns and the three skill trees, there is way more depth here than I think people are giving the game credit for. They're just like, it's repetitive, it's trash. And it's like, you played for an hour and you, you've not unlocked any of the stuff yet. Of course it feels repetitive. You've not you've not unleashed any of the depth. Like I just got the traversal attack this morning and I was like, well this completely changes flow because I can ramp up, I can earn this, I can get this and then I can use this. Like again, that creates like a flow and that creates like a rhythm within the fight. It's like those are things you don't have in the first couple of hours. That's your takeaway. Who who are you talking to, Eugene? Now, the stuff that I don't like or I would change, there are elements to co-op especially that I think get a little annoying. So, like, the, the halting game style, okay? So, let's say they tell you to go to an area and kill all of the enemies, all right? And you go and you do that. It's immediately, like, not all the time, but some of the times, like, okay, come stand here. And if you don't do that, you start getting yelled at by Waller. She's like, go, this isn't Christmas, brr, and she's like freaking out. And you're like, what the heck's going on? And if you don't go stand on the spot within so many seconds, they like, they like blow you up and teleport you there, right? So there are elements to co-op that can be pretty frustrating. I also don't like, it's constantly halting you after you do something. I think that can be a little annoying. It's like you finish something that feels pretty menial and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, all of a sudden you're stopped and you can't walk and you're like talking and you're like, okay, I can't do anything. I can't move. That that halting element, I think might annoy people. I think it might. Um, Tony's getting ready to do something with Spider-Man. It looks like. Okay, so Eugene was responding to Kaiser Sose. He says, so because we don't like the game, we should just leave, not say a word? Is that what is done here? I don't... What? Kaiser Sose, you have a gold badge, and you've been around for a really long time. What has happened this morning that makes you think that? Like a bad faith summary. Somebody misrepresenting what I said about Doom. You think that person getting dog walked is a representation of what we do here. You're free to criticize the game. You're free to say why you don't like it. Do that. Nobody said leave. I walked a guy who was obviously just bad faith baiting. He wasn't engaging in, in good faith discussion. Like people are like, it's live service trash. What did I say? I said, okay, list the problems with it. What are they doing that's so bad with the live service? What? All people have said is can't play offline. Can't play offline. Okay. I agree with you. I think that's a valid criticism. Okay. They're going to rectify that with an update. What else is wrong with the live service? People like, well, the the combat is boring and repetitive. How far did you get? Did you try all the characters? Did you try different builds? Or did you just play for the first couple of hours? Or did you just watch a couple of people play it? And that's what they said, so now you're saying it. Now listen, if you genuinely put time into the game and you're like, the combat doesn't hook me, that's totally fine. Not every game's combat, not everybody's gameplay loop is going to hook you. 
Look at Metacritic scores for this game. Enough said. So, the press that has been overly negative about this game before it even came out, and it coming out, and then being critical. Go back and read what I said. He thinks I'm telling him to shut up. Oh, you know what I say about games I don't like? LOL, nothing. Oh. Yeah, Creature's not saying. He's he's pushing back against the idea of, as I said, there seems to be a very strong and passionate campaign against this game. Right? Like, people are against it. They're not just like, not for me, don't like it, it was boring, blah, blah, blah. They're like showing up to streams. They're showing up to Twitter threads to be like, this game's trash. There are people everywhere yesterday I saw talking about this game. There were people that were like, this this is Rocksteady's last game. They're going to close down. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, there currently isn't a Metacritic score, by the way, because the game is in early access. But listen, I'll tell you right now. This game isn't going to score well on Metacritic. I've already said that. I've already said that. Low 80s, high 70s. That's the guy who said you promoted Diablo 4. Oh, really? Oh, let's read what he has had to say then. Let's see here. Let's see. I want to read this. This game is straight up trash. This is the guy that said Diablo 4 was very good. Oh, I did. Where did I say Diablo 4 was good? I'm just curious. I wonder, should we go to my channel and see? Let's see. You know, since unfounded claims about my content is so common these days. Let's see here. Huh. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Was it? Let's see. Was it the Diablo 4 is boring? Was it that stream? Was it Diablo 4 the king is dead? Wait, was it this one? Diablo 4 I tried to tell... Wait, what about this one? Diablo 4 getting worse? I'm, jo- I'm sorry. I'm Hang on. Wait, wait. Let's see. Uh, Diablo 4 made for nobody? Diablo 4 the game's in trouble? Huh? Man, I, I'm having a hard time. I, it's It's difficult. It's really difficult to find where I said that Diablo 4 was so great. Where where was that? It's probably in the same places where, you know, all the content lives where I just bash Xbox. It's probably in that same mythical fantasy land. It's probably there with all the other content I've never made that people claim that I've made. If your face feels hot, it's because I cooked you. I never once said Diablo 4 is great. I was constantly criticized for my negativity about Diablo 4. I constantly told people, I said, game's not ready. Game is boring. Game's not good. I, I, I constantly said that. Now, I had fun in the beta. I was like, that was pretty fun. But that was like a very contained experience. Me having fun in a beta against the overwhelming amount of content. Diablo 4 Seasons will make players quit. Diablo 4 is an MMO in disguise. <laughs> Come on. 
Bologna, you said Redfall was good. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the next thing you guys do. You know, the whole universe is upside down. The whole universe is upside down. <laughs> no, Ravenstorm, Jack's kidding around. I know Jack, he's being silly. That's the next thing you're going to say is that I made a Redfall montage. I think because people say the combat's repetitive because of the same three encounters you always run into, not because the skill rotation's boring, because the movement and the moveset are sick, but you need more encounters. Okay, okay. Well, I just did one this morning where I had to, like, attack guys, and then I had to get back into a shield before this thing happened, right? I had to go get charges or whatever. And if what I've been doing in the first two to three hours, okay, if you're telling me that when you get further into the game and the end game, you're going to tell me like that stuff doesn't change. I will grant that if, if, if I get to the end and I'm like, yes, it gets a little bit too repetitive. As I said, one of my concerns is will the gameplay have staying power? Okay. Will it have staying power? My my inse- my thought is they're going to use the ongoing content and the new activities to do what you're saying. Like, I think, I think what they're doing is is they're being pretty smart about saying we've got lots of different gameplay mechanics and things. If you throw all of that into the game at the very beginning, you're you're going to absolutely, basically, you're going to overwhelm the player, and then they're going to be like, okay, well now I've seen and heard everything, and then if they launch new content, it's just going to feel like previous content they've already played I also think as I said when content like this is repetitive it allows you to finesse within the content like games like this I'm trying to think of a good example I feel like I've played lots of games where okay I'll give you an example with uh, Prince of Persia this guy said that Justice League is like Prince of Persia so in Prince of Persia The further I got, the encounters and the enemies largely felt the same, right? They looked a little different, bigger, smaller, whatever. And I was generally doing the same thing, but I got better and better and better. I got better at the parries, the movement, all the different things I could do. Now, you can't do that if you're constantly getting new enemy, new encounter curveballs thrown at you. It's like... You're constantly having to kind of relearn something and like, okay, games like this almost have to be like that. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it. I'm not telling you you should enjoy it. I'm saying within the context of a game like this, they set up a variety of encounters that are familiar. And then you go in and you do the same thing over and over again, but you get better and better and better. Because the way I play as King Shark is completely different than when you play as captain boomerang so you're going to get into different builds and different ways of playing and that's where the depth is think about destiny's a great example of this destiny's followed that formula for a very long time now yes you could be critical of that game and say you know it's fallen down and interest is lower but they were a long-standing live service game for like eight years A a successful live service game for like eight years and what do they do you would largely have the same encounters. Trash ads, majors, mini-boss, satisfy the mechanic, open the door, go to the next thing. Trash ads, majors, mini-boss, 
satisfy the mechanic, open the door, go to the next thing. That's all of their content. That's every raid. That's every dungeon. That's every strike. And you know why it works? Because it feels good. You get good at the rhythms. You get good at the headshots. You get good at the cycles through your grenades and your supers and all the different things. And you like it because that familiarity sort of lets you shine. It lets you kind of get better at certain elements. Somebody's saying it's not doing hot on Steam right now. It hasn't launched yet. It's in early access. I don't think this game will be a big hit on Steam. I don't think... Yeah, well, when I said satisfy the mechanic to open the door, that's what I was saying. You either are, like, slamming a ball in something or protecting the ghost or whatever. So, again, if you view it in its context, that's what these types of games do. And yeah, it's not Kevin Conroy's final performance. It, it's now come to light. He's got two more things where he's going to do Batman's voice. You played on PC. It runs amazing. I just don't know if it's going to if it's going to hook the PC audience. Did he just say Destiny was a good game? Is Destiny not a good game? Destiny is one of the most long-standing, most successful live service games in existence. You don't have to like it to acknowledge that they got something right. They got they clearly got something right. Yeah, and see the problem with that, the the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League refund search requests surged. Of course it's going to have a 700% surge because prior to that date nobody was searching for it. And people paid for early access and they couldn't play. What do you think they're all going to go do? They're all going to go search for, how do I get my money back? I paid for early access and I can't play. Like, of course, but that's people searching after nobody searched for it. Of course, that stat's super high. That's ridiculous. Like, that's everybody's headline and headline hunting right now. I'm not saying that the game is going to be a massive success. I'm saying people have written this game off. The criticisms are broad. You're very, I've, I haven't found a single person that's broken down the live service and actually broke it down and said, here's all the problems with the live service. Combat. What do they say? They just say it's boring and repetitive. They don't, they don't give you any reasons as to why. They just say it's boring and repetitive. Okay, people are angry about the story. They say that it's disrespectful the way that the Justice League, you know, is treated. And I'm like, like it's literally in the name, you know, like if you bought a video game called Punching Puppies and then you're like, as really traumatizing how many puppies I had to punch. It's like you bought a game called Punching Puppies. What did you expect? Like, you bought a game called Kill the Justice League. Like, this is definitely a flip-the-world-upside-down game where all of your expectations about, oh, who's a hero, who's not a hero, it's very comic book-esque. That's what comic books all the time do. It's absolutely disrespectful. 
do you think that every single you think that every single comic book in existence that's killed killed people you think that that's that's also disrespectful how many times have they killed characters how many times have they let the villain win it happens all the time You know who disrespected the Justice League? Zack Snyder. Yeah, I don't understand what's disrespectful about it. It's like you're playing as the Suicide Squad and you're you're killing the Justice League. What did you think was going to happen? Did you think they were going to give them like honorable samurai deaths? You know? They're like, well, we don't want to disrespect these superheroes that we hate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like the villains, you know, and in this case, the you know, the knockaround guys, the uncouth baddies, they get the, they they get to win in this one. And <laughs> funny enough, everybody's kind of jumping the gun because I'll just say that. Everybody's like, I can't believe you killed the Justice League. I think you could piece together why that's that people are jumping the gun. It's not hard. If you listen carefully to how they've built the world, you know, if you've if you've watched uh if, actually if you listen to the Green Lantern when he first shows up, we we have plenty of clues as to what is potentially going on. Right, I've never had to approve so many messages. At least they didn't use a golf club. DC killed the most iconic heroes, Superman, and thirty years later, still the best storyline ever. Yeah, they've they've killed their heroes all of the time. Kill Superman and then screams like Jin Sakai. <laughs> Eugene's like, they're fictional characters. <laughs> Making a lot of good points. I'm on the fence if I'm going to get the game or not. I am not trying to convince anybody to buy the game. I have simply said, if you're hearing people dismiss this game and say, hey, it's live service trash. Ask them why. If all they say is there's no offline mode, it's like, well, that's coming. They won't, there is no, there aren't any valid criticisms of the live service setup. There are plenty of live service games out there. This game checks all the boxes of what we've been asking for from live service games. So that's what I've been saying is like, if you're going to take somebody's word for it, that it's live service trash because big, big content creators are saying that. Mudahar called it live service hell. Why is he saying that? Has he broken down the systems and the content plan? Have you done the due diligence to be like, well, what are they doing as a live service game? You can even say, I don't like live service games, but at least break down the systems and make distinct criticisms. Don't just sweepingly generalize and be like, it's live service hell. Okay, let me ask you something. Is ESO live service hell? 
What about Final Fantasy fourteen? What about Destiny? What about No Man's Sky? Is that live service hell? Is it? Games that have gotten ongoing support, ongoing content, ongoing monetization. No Man's Sky doesn't even have ongoing monetization. Funny enough, it's set up the way the Justice League is. There's just no cosmetics to buy. No Man's Sky is like, all post-launch content updates are totally free. You just have to buy the base game. And they do expeditions, which are just like seasons from Diablo. Are all those live service games trash? Are they all hell? If they're not, then you have to ask the question. Why are they not hell? Why are they not trash? What's the difference? What is it? What what quality do they have? Reforge, every streamer who has who was sponsored has been playing it even after the sponsored stream has been done. I don't have a code, I don't have a sponsorship. I feel like people wrote the game off way too early. I'm not even trying to convince people to like it that don't like it. There's going to be tons of people that watch this game and say, I don't have any interest in that game. That's good. Know your preferences. Don't play something that you're not going to enjoy. When I see trailer for fighting games, when I saw a trailer for Street Fighter, I'm like, that looks sick. I'm never going to touch that. Like, you got to know your preferences. You know, if you look at gameplay and you're like, yeah, that's not my cup of tea. That was the kind of thing that'll bore me. What is woke about Suicide Squad? Well, sadly, video games are a great escape for people. And there are individuals who live terminally online and a lot of them would voluntarily or not voluntarily identify as an incel and there's a lot of incel energy being thrown at this game. I saw people angry that an ugly feminist girl boss is the main character and kills the Justice League. And I'm like, what? I'm sorry, what? In what universe is Harley Quinn a poster child for being woke she touches a guy's butt in the game she's constantly making innuendos like she I actually think she's attractive in the game I think they made her pretty she's got outfits that accentuate the fact that they want Harley to be kind of hot she's ugly I, I don't know what you're talking about same thing with Wonder Woman. So because Wonder Woman doesn't look like a dainty runway model, it's like, oh, Wonder Woman's ugly. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I think Wonder Woman looks great. You guys, I, I don't know. There's this weird incel energy that like, if it doesn't look like a photoshopped makeup picture of a woman, they're like, that's ugly. It's like, remember what they did to Aloy? People think that Aloy's ugly. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, people have established some of the most twisted, some of the most bent, some of the most corrupted beauty standards. You can't even blame it on the media anymore. It's like, these guys consume 
illusions of femininity and they think anything outside of that delusional world is ugly. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but you've hurt your brain. Hell Swiss with a five spot. I find it hilarious how the gaming community hates live service games while the most played games are live service, always online multiplayer games. Yeah, she's constantly flirting with Wonder Woman. Like Wonder Woman stepping on on uh, on Captain Boomerang, and she's like, "Step on me next!" Like, come on, that's not feminist girl boss. She's like, what? Like, honestly, honestly, Harley feels like more like one of the guys than like a like ooh girl power nonsense that everybody gets annoyed by. Right? That scene in the Marvel movie where they're like. She has help, and, like, somebody blew the whistle that signaled all the women to come, right? They're like, when you hear this whistle, like, all the girls need to come together. That was absolute pandering nonsense, right? Harley doesn't have that energy, like, at all. She's, like, one of the guys. She's, like, making dirty jokes, you know? She's, like, what she's saying, the one she's, like, the greatest dirty movie I ever saw or whatever, she's constantly making dirty jokes. Like, I just think she's, like, more of one of the guys. Like, she doesn't even fit that. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there are dudes in the gaming world where if you aren't playing what is essentially the spiritual successor of Duke Nukem, where you're grunting and killing everything, if you're not that, if you're a girl, it's woke. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. You've gone full. Yeah, Wolvie. Wolvie says, no issue with heroes dying. The deaths could have had a little bit more closure on her. Again, I don't want to get into spoilers. People need to let this game develop before they come to those conclusions. I, I don't think... We haven't seen the full picture. You just have to look at how they built the world and how they built the universe. Rocksteady's not stupid. You know, Rocksteady's not stupid. I think that's the point. They think they're making her into a toxic man. Definitely wouldn't call it woke, though. She just isn't feminine, and I don't think I've ever seen her feminine. Well, they made her really feminine in the ga- in the previous games, dude. You know, super tight outfits, you know, big old butt, and then the, in in the in the movies with Margot. Come on. There's a whole scene where she puts on really short shorts and everyone's like, like, can't tell me they cast Margot Robbie and they didn't try to make her, like, hot. (laughs) Margot Robbie could roll out of bed and put on a robe and you'd be like, you're like fanning yourself. Like, obviously they chose an attractive person for her in the movies. The point is, is that in this game, she looks like Harley Quinn and she has outfits that are very much like that's Harley Quinn all right and she sounds like she sounds like Harley Quinn she does that I don't get the voice acting criticism either she sounds like Harley Quinn she sounds like Harley Quinn maybe if she's been smoking a few packs but it's it's I like it. It's a more grizzled, more seasoned version of Harley Quinn. She's not some little, like, 20-year-old bouncing around calling the Joker Puddin'. She's, it's, a, it's an older, 
more gruff version of Harley Quinn. Like, it makes sense. She's She's been through some stuff, bro. Joker's dead. Like, I like the fact that she doesn't feel like the the bouncy, silly Harley Quinn. I don't, I don't, characters change over time. I'm not even a comic nerd, and even I know what Brainiac can do to affect what people are seeing. All I'm going to say is, is if you listen to, if you listen to what the Green Lantern says at the beginning when you first meet him, and you listen to how they describe what is comic canon, the Elseworlds, put two and two together. <laughs> He's got depth and a lot of development in this story. Also, can we appreciate the facial animations in this game? Yeah, the facial animations are incredible. I was watching some scenes and stuff, and I'm like, the little micro expressions are, are, are very, very good. John Linneman from Digital Foundry said, these are some of the best, what did he say? Gotta say, the character models in Suicide Squad are among the best I've seen in any recent game. He's not wrong. Look at Deborah Wilson in the upper right-hand corner. That's She She played Seer in the Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order games. That, that is fantastic character model design. It's top shelf work. And people are, they look bad. I'm considering the game 1 to 10 from what you've played. Review the game story, traversal, all of it. Then I'll take that into consideration. Well, I did that in the show open. I mean, I can give you the quick flyover. We have been about an hour live now. I'm happy to give you a flyover, uh, a flyover summary. Um... And listen, before, before, I, before I do that, I want to say, you're allowed to not like the game. You're allowed to do that. Just like I'm allowed to like it. People that are like, oh, are they paying you? Why are you simping for this game? I like it. Like, I don't play games that I don't like. You guys know this. If you've been around for a long time, I have very limited time. If I don't enjoy a game within the first couple of hours, I put it down. I don't have time to play a game that doesn't hook me. I don't. If I would have picked this game up and played yesterday and been like, I just don't like it. It just doesn't flow well. It's, uh. But I was actually more impressed by it than I thought it was going to be. It exceeded my expectations, Okay. So, if I'm going to grant you the ability to dislike it, you can grant me the ability to like it. What I don't want to do is have people think that, like, well, he's dismissing people that don't like it. No, I'm dismissing invalid criticism. Criticism that's not thoughtful and breaking the systems down. Just, it's live service trash. What's wrong with the live service elements? What? The gameplay is boring and repetitive. Okay, I actually think the gameplay is awesome. The repetitive nature actually lends itself to you leaning into the builds and the mechanics and getting better at the combos. And the better you are at the combos, the better a lot of your skills are. Like, there's certain skills that won't activate until you hit, like, a 5 or a 10 combo. And if you didn't have more contained, more predictable encounters, it'd be hard to do that. There were lots of times in Batman where you were facing the same setup, the same baddies, and you got to utilize all your different skills, right? Whether it was sneaking around or just pure fisticuffs. This hooked you? 
what what's so troubling about somebody being hooked by something that you don't like i can't imagine pouring the hours into a game that people pour into minecraft i could never do it but that doesn't mean that i'm like i can't believe people like it it's like there are plenty of people that like games like this Okay, so let me give you let me give you the flyover while I'm doing this. I'm digging a hair out of my eye. Um, yo, what's good, Graydon? Welcome back. Thank you for 17 months, Darth Nihilus. I didn't thank you for 25 months and a VIP. When we're deep in a debate, sometimes I don't shout you guys out, and I'm sorry. I didn't do this for tattoos either. Tattoos says, for me, I feel like this game will be like Avengers, a fun game with a fun story, which I'll likely put 50 hours into and call it a day. I didn't think Avengers was bad either. Guys, I appreciate those renewals. While I'm doing this flyover, do me a, do me a favor. Smash the like button. Let's try to get 300 likes. Let's push this member goal. My wife and I will be playing Kill the Justice League this Friday night. You need to be at a $6 member or higher to come to that stream. A lot of the Friday nights recently, we've let everybody come, but we restrict that. If she's going to be on cam, we don't allow gifteds to come. But we do tons of Friday nights with gifteds. We did a fight night. We did a community game night. Hilly and I will be playing Helldivers next week. All members can come to that. So between now and Friday, you're going to want to upgrade. Also, if you guys want to hit the goal and make me wear a Deadpool onesie, you're going to have to bring the heat, all right? We need about 300 members between now and Friday in order for that to happen. So we're going to have to go a little crazy. All right. So make sure and start gifting or sign up for, you know, one on yourself. You don't have to wait for a gifted. You can just pick a member. You can pick a membership. Um, I think people forget two things can be true at once. You can enjoy bad things. I personally believe uh, this game will have a game with both good and bad moments, each to their own. Right. But I think the issue with that is, though, baked into what you're saying is the belief that the game's objectively bad. You can enjoy bad things. What are you talking about? If I'm enjoying it, is the game bad? Objectively? The game is likely going to die even faster than Avengers. I don't see how you can predict that when they have over 20 months of playing content. I really truly hope the hate campaign fails. I hope the general public likes it and enjoys it and supports it. I I hope that the hate campaign was unsuccessful. Savage Sharkbite with 29 months says, appreciate your balance coverage as always. Alright, so let me give you the flyover. I broke down the gameplay, the graphics, the sound, the story, and the live service model. Within the gameplay, I feel like the traversal's awesome. I think Harley's traversal is terrible. They, she has no forward momentum. She feels floaty. It's it's truly bad. It literally feels like somebody trying to be Batman because she steals his grapple hook or whatever. Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like somebody clumsily trying to be Batman. It's not enjoyable. But King Shark, Deadshot, and Captain Boomerang, their traversal is awesome. Like, they compete with each other. I was like, I don't know who I want to be, right? I was watching my wife play as Captain Boomerang, and I was like, that's really sick. Okay? They they built in diversity within the multiple traversal systems. That gives me a lot of confidence that when they introduce a new character, the new characters are going to feel good. 
I think the combat is way more enjoyable than I expected. It's not mindless and throwaway. There's a lot of depth to the combat. If you just approach it and all you do is shoot everything, you're probably going to find yourself either irritated or bored, right? She had no physics to her. She has no weight, and I get that. She's more dainty than the others. She's not big and muscular. She's smaller and lighter in frame, but you got to give her some forward momentum. It feels like it takes her forever to get anywhere, right? Um, The action of the combat, I think, works. It's very head on a swivel. You're constantly looking around. You're constantly having to jump from one building to another. I like that, the sense of, like, you're constantly sort of in this mobile environment. Even this morning I was playing a mission where I had to play it a little bit differently than I was used to because there were these snipers, and if you jumped at them, they teleported away. So you had to wait for the counter shot. So it added a more, you know, it kind of slowed things down a little bit, and it made it feel like, oh, I've got to be a little bit more tactical here. Um, so I've th- Those are all the things I've enjoyed about the gameplay. Graphics. I think the character models look fantastic. I agree with John Linneman. In the realm of games coming out recently, I think these character models look fantastic. Um, I think the world looks very, very good. People are saying that they feel that they've topped their work in Arkham Knight. I still think Arkham Knight is the best open world cityscape I've ever seen. I don't know if it's been topped, but I think this game comes close. It actually is great. It's super dense. (laughs) Lots of different use of like color and lighting I like it it feels like a very big but also dense city kind of packed with stuff going on and people are like well the city's dead the city's dead it's not any different than how I felt in Arkham Knight it isn't there's guys roaming the streets there's guys on the rooftops there's things on the rooftops to do like these gun things there's things flying around it's, it's very, very much reminding me of all the open world elements to Arkham Knight. You can skip past all of those things if you want. You can. Or you can you can engage in them as you're traversing around. Um, graphics also, player feedback. Uh, I think that the feedback on the UI is understandable. There's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot going on, but I like it. I've just sort of accepted the chaos. There's there's like items pouring out of guys. There's like a blue flame on a character. Uh, when you want to get your shield back, there's this spark thing coming off these lightning bolts for the counter shot. I just have accepted the the chaos. How many times have my game crashed? But it hasn't crashed at all. Um, so I like that sound design I think the guns sound great I, I was surprised when I was streaming it people were like oh the guns sound bad I think the guns sound punchy I think they sound varied I like the way the guns sound the voice actors are phenomenal um, I think the voice actors are great I think that uh, what's Deadshot's melee it's like his wrist thing isn't it doesn't he do like some kind of a wrist rocket thing all their melees are a little bit different. I think Boomerang's uh, melee is the best because he can do it from far away. He th- he literally throws his boomerang. That's his melee. I think his melee is the best because it's like you can just kind of do it from wherever. 
Butters with 26 months in a VIP says, within my circles, many are saying the same as you. They think a lot of people are going to regret hating on this game. Maybe not immediately, but they see what this game can bring. I'm seeing tons of people that are like, it's fun. Like, that's the general consensus I'm seeing from people that were like, I'm actually having fun. Paris was on Twitter saying, I'm having fun. Like, I I don't know. I think it's going to, I'm not saying it's going to win everybody over, but I think there are going to be people that are like, I was kind of sleeping on this game. This game's actually a good time, you know? If you get over the fact that you didn't get your Batman game and it's and it's a looter shooter, this is kind of concerning. I don't expect this game to be a big hit on Steam, Eugene. I see this being a hit with the console guys. This is a, this is a casual console game. It's not a PC gamer's game. I just don't think so. If this game is commercially successful... I would expect the lion's share of the player base to be on console and not PC. That's 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 my ex- expectation. So I'm not super concerned that while in early access, it's only hit a player peak of 7,000 on Steam. I, I'm not concerned by that at all. Because it's not a player funnel dependent game. It isn't. It's a content dependent game. As long as they deliver good content and people come back and spend money, that's what matters, right? Is the story really only nine hours? I read that if you beeline the story, it's ten hours. If you actually do the side content, it's... um, If you actually do the side content, uh, it's about twenty hours. Um... Oh, the story. I didn't go through all of it for you, White Knight Real. I think the story's great. I think the characters, the tone, the writing. I laughed multiple times while I was playing. Like, laughed out loud. And then I think the live service model is aggressively player-focused. I played with my nephew for two hours last night in story. The game shines when you play co-op definitely seems like a console player game yeah like Marvel's Avengers hit an all time player peak of 28,000 so you know this game this game hitting only a player peak of 7,000 in early access I just it's just not surprising I, I honestly think the PC guys are very much not they're not down with games like this they're not down with live service they're not down with the arcadishness of it I just this feels like a console players game you also have to consider that, you know, how world has soaked up a ton of live or online style people. And Power World is obviously going to appeal to a large market on Steam. Survival games and sim games are enormous on Steam. That doesn't mean that that's like taking away from Kill the Justice League, but you can see with player trends, right? Look at Power World's player engagement on Steam versus console. I think this is going to be the inverse. I think you're going to have way more people playing it on console than PC. Live service campaigns are never very long. The point is to get to the end game. Um, well, I don't know if I want to endorse that. Destin said he took his time and it was 10-ish. Yeah, I mean... We do have to grant the fact that they're going to give you free story content in a month and a half and all of the additive content's totally free. 
So there are characters, story, activities, and gear coming that's basically included in the $70. So if somebody wants to be like, what a ripoff, I spent 70 and I beeline the story and it's only 10 hours. It's like, there's more story coming. You just played basically chapter one. There's all this other stuff coming that you don't have to spend money on. That's all included in the price. So after an entire year of them adding characters and episodes and new activities then come talk to me about the $70 like if you're playing it and you're actually enjoying it then I don't see anybody being like yeah that 10 hours was too short what Destiny campaign went over 10 hours yeah I guess that's true Also, if people don't like a game like this or like Spider-Man 2, it's almost like many game genres exist, like rhythm games. It's not one-size-fits-all. You find games you like, and you can like it. That's exactly right. I think it's fine to dislike it. I don't know the context of that shooter forever. I've not gotten that far. That reforge is why I'm not mad at what was shown before. Wink, wink. I'm not sure what you're saying. It seems similar to Guardians of the Galaxy in scope and fun factor, but I played that as part of the Game Pass subscription, not 70 bucks. Right, but Dustin, I want you to imagine that if you would have bought Guardians of the Galaxy for 70 bucks, and then for a straight year, they added new story content and things for you to go do for free. I feel like you'd think differently about like, oh, was that worth the full price? Oh, the clip? Yeah. I can understand folks who are upset the story is shorter who just want a classic 25 to 30 hour story but I think the live service will work for this. I might grab the game if it goes down in price, but at the moment, it's just not for me. Uh, yeah, don't buy it if you, if, it's, if you don't feel like it's for you. I mean, they actually follow through and it doesn't die, which of course I hope isn't the case. I think they believe in this game. I think they believe in their content and they believe in what's coming. And I'm of the opinion that a lot, not, not everybody... But I think a lot of people are going to come back in a couple of months and say, we might have been wrong about this game. We might have been wrong about this game. The world and the story, you know, maybe you don't like live service games. Maybe you don't want to play a co-op shooter. But I think this game was severely dismissed with almost no information. If they believe in the game, why no review codes? Jez Corden weighed in on that and so did other people. Review codes for live service games is incredibly uncommon. It's very expensive to spin up servers for, what, 100 people? Roughly when Metacritic lands and there's an embargo, you typically see, what, somewhere between 80, sometimes 100 outlets got codes and reviewed something. Spinning up servers for 100 people Live service games don't do that. They don't. They're not like, oh, let's spin up the servers for, you know, 75 to 100 people that they can review it. So, like, 
I get I know I know that got framed in a way where everyone was like, oh my gosh, they didn't do review access? And it's like, yeah, that, that doesn't happen with live service games. Like Diablo did it, but that's Blizzard, man. They, I think that's a different that's a different title. That's a different budget. Didn't Avengers do that? The game was dead, so it didn't matter. The concept just scares me. Well, let me ask you something, Dustin. When Avengers came out, a lot of us could take one look at it and think, no, no, uh-uh. I watched people play it. I watched people talk about it. And I was like, Mm-mm. even the people that kind of went the distance with it, like my good friend 30 and so gaming, even he is like, no, 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 no. This is not another Avengers. If they spun up the servers, maybe they would have found out the bug before the public. For sure, for sure. It's a shame that that happened, but they have more than rectified that. Early access is for like multiple days. What is it, like 72 hours of early access? People couldn't play for six hours. Okay, they've been given $20 of in-game currency. So they spent an extra 30 bucks to get into the game 72 hours early. What percentage of 72 is 6? I got news for you. It ain't two-thirds. They got back two-thirds of their money in in in-game currency. Oh, you spent 30 to get in early? We had a problem. Servers were down for six hours. Here's two-thirds of what you spent to get in early in our store. There you go. I I think they've more than made up for it. There are plenty of games that have had early access and server queues and and server problems. They got pixels, not money. What the frick do you think early access is? What do you think paying for the special edition is and getting in-game skins and in-game guns? What are those things? They're pixels, right? That has value. That has worth to the player. You're losing so much credibility. We can all be wrong sometimes. The game is far from good and you know it. You know what I say to people like you? Leave. If me having a different opinion than you makes me lose credibility, then you're probably better off not watching. I mean that. I mean that. If you can't come into a stream that prizes debate and different different viewpoints... And you think you're so right that I'm refusing to admit the truth, then I don't want you here. I don't. You're unwanted. To call my credibility, integrity, or honesty into question because I don't align with your dislike, well, here's some dislike. I dislike people like you. I do. People like you are acid on conversations. You choke the air right out of the room. You think you're so right that if somebody doesn't agree with you, they're being dishonest. Here's some honesty. I don't like people like you. You're unpleasant. You attack someone's character. You attack someone's integrity because they're enjoying a game that you think is bad. 
I hate the game, but respect Nono enjoying it. I picked up plenty of games that I thought, oh, I'm going to like this one. I was heavily anticipating Diablo 4. And the closer we got to the game, the more concerned I was. And then I played it, and I eviscerated it. Because I didn't like it. I couldn't lie and be like, I'm having a blast. Yay. It was like, I was heavily looking forward to that game. And the closer we got, the more concerned I was. Like, I don't... (laughs) I don't think this game's ready for public consumption. You know, I I don't I don't think this game's ready. And then I ended up shredding the game. And I tried to tell people that that game was going to struggle, especially with its seasonal format. And I was told I was wrong, so I didn't know what I was talking about. And I ended up eviscerating that game. Like I can't fake enjoying a game. I can't do it. I don't have that capacity or that ability. Do you want to know why? I am way too impatient and I am way too lacking in time. I don't have enough time for that. Enjoying the game for one day is one thing, but insisting on the fact that it's good. Please stop it. You made a mistake. We all make mistakes. No, I I don't think it's a mistake to say that I think the game is good. I think their live service format's good. I think they nailed story elements. I think they nailed the character design. I think they nailed the optimization of the game is incredible. I, yeah, can you can you can you give us in-depth reasons as to why it's so bad? What's so blatantly and obviously true that I'm failing to admit? Trot it out for me. What do you what what do you got? You all trash Redfall and Starfield. This is real interesting. You're guilty of what you're accusing him of. Ironic, says Eugene. Eugene says it's really hard to let go of preconceived notions notions you've held for a year ideas you've held and fought for for so long to be faced with a different reality than what you thought it's scary I get it if he thinks it's bad we might call his character into question I, I have no problem with people saying they dislike it. It's like, I've not called anybody's character integrity into question. All I've said is, if they're bashing the live service model, have they provided you with specific reasons why the live service model is bad? Have they done that? And you really want to talk about Redfall? Honestly, you want to talk about Redfall, a game that was clearly not even ready for launch? Seriously? Do we need to talk about Starfield? Like, what does that have to do with this conversation? And I didn't call anybody that came here and told me they were enjoying Starfield. You know what I always said? That's great, man. I'm glad people are having a good time. I never once was like, why can't you just admit that it's bad? You're enjoying the game? Yeah, right. No, I never did that. I My response was always the same when people are like, I'm loving Starfield. I'm like, that's great, man. I'm glad people are enjoying it. You search my comments. You search my live streams. I always made space for like, absolutely not. I can't go back to Starfield. I was starting to enjoy it, started to turn a corner with it. Then I played Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, and I was like, no, I, I can't. This is so below standards of today's games. I can't do this. I can't even play the dadgum game on my console because 30 FPS, I just can't do it. But I always made space for people that completely saw things from the other angle. There are people that have poured 
hundreds of hours into Starfield. They absolutely loved it. And I was like, man, that's great, man. I'm glad you're having a good time. It doesn't bother me if someone's enjoying a game that I deemed poor or low quality. I don't care. I've seen some gameplay and it looked very repetitive. Was it just watching the wrong gameplay? Or is it more fun to play than it looks? I'm not going to try to convince you to get it, White Knight. But my personal take is watching the gameplay doesn't do it justice. It's you could, and I'm going to keep going back to Destiny. You could watch gameplay of Destiny and be like, it's really repetitive. You're doing a lot of the same things. But until you play Destiny, you don't know why people like it so much. It just feels good. I think the combat and the traversal in this, it's punchy. It feels good. And so I'm like, it's okay that it's repetitive. I don't mind repeating a loop if it's really satisfying. I put thousands of hours into Destiny. Shot more dregs and thrall than I could even give you a count of. But it didn't matter because it felt good to do it. After years of playing that game, landing a headshot on a cabal still felt good. There's an art, I think, to a lot of what made Destiny's loop so satisfying. I don't think this game has hit that level of of artistry within the feedback loop of you shoot the cabal. There's so much that happens if you really break it down. It, from the recoil of the gun to the sound effect of the gun shooting to the head going off to the sound to the steam coming out. They, they, it's littered with like little dopamine pricks of that felt cool. That felt good to pop that guy's head up and pop that guy's head up. It, there's something about it. You, you can't put your finger on it other than the fact that it feels good. It's like people that enjoy ASMR. It just, it just feels good to listen to. Like singing bowls and, you know, properly you know structured content like that. I love it. It feels good. But there are other people that will watch that and be like, what the frick is going on? Why is this person whispering? Why is this person making a bowl vibrate? I don't get it. I'm, I'm telling you, I, it just feels good to be in the game. I'm like having fun, and that's that's what I expected from the game. I did not expect some elaborate, um, you know, I did I did not expect some elaborate system of single player combat. I expected what I got, which was like a knock around game where. I've got a couple of different characters and builds and, and abilities and skill trees and things to play, and I, I, it's delivering on that that offer. Eugene says, my entire life I've gravitated towards games that I can play over and over. Complains about repetitive are so weird to me. And I'm talking replaying eight-hour games over and over. When you kill the Hive Knights and sometimes a little worm pops out and catches on fire, it's so satisfying. All other flaws notwithstanding, Destiny's gunplay is still among the best in the FPS genre. You have to feel it. Watching it's not the same. Yeah, it's like trying to watch somebody play a VR game. You don't get the scope of the three-dimensional environment by watching. And I think what you're missing when you're not actually playing Kill the Justice League is, well, it looks like Fortnite. My daughter, bless her, 
came down and saw me playing this morning. And she says, is this like Fortnite? And I said, well, a little bit. I said, the camera is third-person perspective. That means the camera is behind the character and you can see the character. But no, it's not really like Fortnite. Because I'm jumping way up in the sky, launching forward and slamming the ground, launching an enemy in the air and blasting him out of the sky. And then there's a guy over there and I counter shot him. And then I hit this guy on his legs because I need more shield and I melee him and get my shield back. I, that's 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 not Fortnite. It, but again, if all you're doing is, is watching, you just see a Fortnite limited time mode. Th- that's what it looks like. It looks like a Fortnite limited time mode. I mean, it does look like Fortnite. I, yeah, it does. But then you play it and you're like, yeah, this isn't Fortnite. There is, again, there is depth of the combat that I didn't expect. Like, there are things you got to manage during the combat. Like, you can kind of get your clock cleaned if you're not playing well. You can. Even saying you aren't trying to sell me, you did sell me. 100% we'll be checking this out at some point. Using engaging as a reason to justify what you did is wild as well. Please go engage with somebody else. What? Hell of a saying. Oh, Mash is talking to somebody in chat. You don't understand that I'm chatting and don't mean anything by it. Interesting that I look, look, jump the gun. It's like you get into the argument with nothing else to do. Go by somebody else. I mean, Eleva. That's what people do here. Yo, Rise Up Gaming, welcome back. Rise Up Gaming, if you're paying for your own membership, you're going to want to bump up to the $6 tier. The $5 tier is now gifted only. And then we have the $6 tier for all paying members. So it's five, six, ten. I've not finished the story, no. I'm be dead honest with y'all. I was playing this morning, and that's why we were late. <laughs> I had to finish my monologue. And I didn't want to. I was playing the game in my living room. And and I'm probably going to end the writer's room early so I can go play some more before we have to come back at 4.30 to co-stream the state of play. When I start carving out time to play a game, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I don't need to prove my genuine like of a game to anybody, right? I don't need to. Wired Rope gifts five members to the community and takes us to 12 members on the day. Anybody that's been here for a long time. Hey, and one of them goes to Marcus. Good to see you, Marcus. Anybody that knows me knows if I'm carving out time for a game like that, it's it's kind of doing it for me, dude. Like last night, I was like, babe, I got the game installed. You got to play through the opening. You guys would have loved watching her go through the traversal. It was great. It was You'll get to watch her play on Friday night. It's funny. She's just spamming stuff. <laughs> She's just spamming stuff. By the way, this Friday night, if you want to see my wife and I play, you need to be at the $6 tier or higher. Gifteds will not... This is, this is one of the Friday nights, not all, but some Friday nights, Gifteds cannot come to. So you'll want to upgrade to the $6 tier if you can. If you can't, there's plenty of nights to come to. Next Friday night, uh, we'll be Hilly and myself playing Helldivers. So this Friday the 2nd, my wife and I playing Justice League. 
upgrade to six or higher. If you guys can hit 2,750 members, if you guys gift enough between now and Friday, I got to wear a Deadpool onesie this Friday night. That'll be hilarious. The following week on the 9th, that Friday night will be me and Hilly playing Helldivers 2, and everybody can come to that. So gifted members, we are we are trying to you know have a good balance of things like Friday night. Uh, at least your employer won't dock your pay for being late <laughs> uh, the green eye 23 says I played about 8 hours doing side missions and regular missions and I gotta say the game is definitely good the prep time you, you take to take on the Justice League makes sense does the game do Kevin Conroy justice I read an article that talked about this and he relished in the idea of the twist on the character. He 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 was excited to do this. So people that are like this is such disrespect it just dishonors his legacy. He was excited to do this. He thought it was a cool he thought it was a cool idea. As someone who's watched since around late 2022, and I have the Frickmas blend to prove it, can confirm Lona only shares his true opinion and doesn't just get paid to say it's good or not. Like I said, I originally expressed interest in a code. They emailed me yesterday and I was like, I don't want the code. I already bought the game so I could play early. I said, if you send me a code, I'm going to give it away. Because I don't want anybody to be like, oh, he's trying to stay in good with the developer. I don't, I don't need to stay in good with the developer. I don't live and die on game reviews. You can't even find that many game reviews on my channel. My channel is built around live discussion and opinion clashes. It's not here's a here's a here's a giant review of a game I got early access to. Now I would welcome early access to some games, but this game in particular, I'm glad I didn't get early access to it because nobody can claim that like, well, he doesn't want to burn a bridge. It's like there's no bridge. They're offering day of codes to people. That's not a review code. That isn't. That just is like a, hey, you don't have to buy it. I, 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 I buy all my games generally, unless, again, I get early access review codes. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ale- uh, um, Aleva or Eleva, I don't know how to say your name. If you want to give me the phonetics, I'll try to remember how to say it. If you come into this channel in particular and you say, I don't like mustard, somebody's going to be like, why the frick not? Like, they're going to push back. That's just what we do here. We have dialogue. As long as people aren't insulting. Like, I took the gloves off for the guy that said I was losing credibility. Man, frick you, bro. What do you mean? So if I like something, I, I lose credibility? Doesn't it give me more credibility that I'm being honest? I'm just, I'm just telling you that I like it. I'm like, I'm having a fun time. You know it would be really easy? To jump on the hate train. That's easier. It's a whole lot easier to just farm the hate clicks and be like, I was wrong, it's trash. If I'd have put that on the thumbnail this morning, I'd have had over a thousand viewers, I'd have had way more viewership, and it would have been a whole lot easier just to dial in the thoughtless talking points of it's live service trash, and it's boring and repetitive and like that's way easier than being like no I actually like it (laughs) that's actually harder and doesn't it doesn't get as many clicks 
viewership would be much higher if we were crapping on the game. Right. Uh, VGC has posted their review of the game already. They gave it four out of five stars. Enjoyable alone or with friends, visually impressive, and with one of the best DC game stories since Arkham, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is a much better game than we expected. I wonder how many people are going to say that. Because I saw a lot of people that were poo-pooing the game that are like, I'm actually having fun. Yo, what's good, Brap? I'm genuinely glad you're enjoying it, but I'm interested to see if you enjoy the story past the halfway point. I have a pretty strong feeling. One of the first responses to VGC's uh, review is, it's a paid review. Next. (laughs) This was bought. Paid review. Great stories? This is garbage. It's a great story. I don't have any expectations. I don't have any expectations. So I'm not sure if the story is going to upset me. Um, Because I think a lot of the people that are upset by the story are... Microsoft says you don't need to buy an Xbox, so people aren't. (laughs) Are people surprised? These bots don't know what profit means. Can't read a sample report. This guy says, I gotta ask you something, King Thrash. What did you do to Reforge Gaming? This man's having a live stream right now, and he sounds like you, but whiter. What the frick? <laughs> this is how I talk, right? Now, if I booted up my stream and I was like, look, 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 look. I tried to tell you what was going to happen. Like, if I did that, you could say, I sound like Thresh. <laughs> Nobody's buying the consoles. <laughs> I should do a whole series where I just impersonate him and Doc Dark and others. You know what I mean? I should just do a whole series. I don't sound like Thrash. What the frick? <laughs> What's the thing that I think you're always on the video? <laughs> His intro. Oh my gosh. <laughs> His intro. Uh, I can't even imitate his intro. It's too fast. Hmm. Yeah, Xbox Era gave uh, Kill the Justice League an 8.2 out of 10. I told people, I think it's going to land on Metacritic in the low 80s, high 70s. That's where I think it's going to land. That's what I think. The Asmund eyebrows will be amazing. (laughs) I can't do his eyebrows. I can channel a little bit of Asmund, but I can't do the eyebrows. I usually have to have watched him recently to kind of channel him, you know? What did he say the other day? He's like, Scott. <laughs> yeah, see, I have to watch him recently. I can't channel him all of a sudden. Oh, some bo- um, oh my. I can I can usually channel him because he does like a, he, he actually, funny enough, does like a Valley Girl thing. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> and he always has an anecdotal child story. He's like, 
Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I have to listen to him more. Uh. You think it's going to land the 77 meta, Brap? Yeah, that's not going to hurt my feelings. I told people, I said, I think it's going to land low 80s, high 70s. You know? Not one person. Oh, hang on. Let me see if I get the joke. I didn't read it, Eugene. Eugene says, Lono gentrified thrashes content. <laughs> Shut up. Do a bit where you're sponsored, sponsored by your coffee, where you roast people. The following content creator roast is brought to you by Reforge Roast. Oh, you thought I said I can channel a little bit of asthma. No, Asmund. He, again, he's one of those guys where, like, if I've watched his videos recently, I can kind of channel him. I've not watched his content that much recently. I've been too busy. Yeah, I don't even have the, the coffee in the frame. If you guys are coffee drinkers, man, check out reforgeroast.com. I, I pre-ordered the standard edition in spite of the negative reviews. I wanted to enjoy the game without any social media influence. Where are the negative reviews, though? Like, like, there are people looking at spoiler clips and saying, this is trash, this is bad. Right? Two weeks ago, I mean, I'm not sure what, what, what Skill Up's final verdict is going to be. Is like, he played it and didn't hate it. You know, so he got to experience at the preview event. But like, has anybody put out a full length review of the game and its systems and been like, it's bad? They didn't give any review codes, hence few reviews. No, they gave review codes, but they didn't have review early access. They didn't spin the servers up for the review outlets. They did send review codes, but live service games don't spin up the servers ahead of time. That's There have been people in the industry that have commented on that. That's not abnormal. I think they're going to poop on the game and it's going to be in the 60s. I don't know. I mean... The reason I don't think it's going to land that low with a lot of the review outlets is there's actually stuff that people are praising. John Linneman's praising the character design. Even people that are like upset about the game, they're like, the story's good. I like the characters. Like, you know, MASH comes in with the 10 bomb. Members have slowed down a little bit, but not on MASH's watch. Takes us all the way to 22. That 2750 for the Deadpool onesie. Oh, man, that's not going to happen unless you guys rally. If you want that to happen this Friday night, y'all are going to have to bring the heat. Help out our boy MASH. Help out our boy MASH. Thank you very much, MASH. That's very generous. If you guys just got a gifted membership, make sure and say thank you to MASH. We actually only need 200 members. It's not 300. I missed a gifted member? No, I did? I am so super sorry. Oh, Rise Up Gaming, you gifted a member. Rise Up Gaming, if you're gifting a member, I'm assuming, thank you so much for doing that, and thank you so much for telling me, guys. Um, 
Rise Up Gaming, if you're gifting a member, I'm, again, I'm assuming you're paying for your membership, you're going to want to upgrade out of the $5 tier. You're going to want to bump up to the $6 tier. Eugene says, Blizzard spun up special servers for two weeks and then wiped progress. That wasn't cheap, and it was extremely time-consuming. Yeah, and to the people that are like, oh, it's super repetitive, I'm like, I know, but I'm not shocked by that. I'm not shocked by that. It's a live service game. Remember the last time you said, oh no, it's not going to happen? Who's bringing up... The game skipped the traditional review process and review copies of the game weren't given to critics with Forbes reporting. Forbes is falsely reporting. That's not true. That's not true. I'm not surprised at all that a source with zero journalistic integrity said that. That simply isn't true. Numerous people have weighed in, including Jez Corden, and said, this is standard practice for a live service game. They don't spin up servers for the press. They don't. They either can't, or it's extremely expensive, so they don't do it. To act as if this is a break from the traditional review process is a literal lie that's not true and I'm not shocked that that's who it came from wouldn't be the first time that they framed something in a false way thank you DK Baker for a gifted member you're looking at the movie score if you think there's a score yeah there's no score yet there's no score Rock said he crapped their pants about the previews and didn't give out any review codes. That's not true. That's not true. They gave out review codes. They just didn't have the servers. I just checked. He's not... I don't think it's an alt. I don't think it's an alt. It's a 12-year-old account, Eugene. I don't think it's somebody in here trying to... try. I'm telling you, Eugene, people are running that narrative. There's only two reviews right now. There's VGCs and somebody called Area Hugones and Xbox Era. That's it. That's not that's not true. Again, again, what you're saying RB, they distributed codes. It's it's been completely misrepresented. They have distributed codes. I've spoken to multiple sources who have received codes. They couldn't play until the early access servers were spun up. And now they're playing. This wouldn't have been an issue if they didn't require online for single player. I don't disagree with you, Hadigan Matter. That's the one valid criticism of the live service format that I will... I will grant that that's legitimate. They should have tried to make that available at launch. They should have. Because if you don't want to play online, you shouldn't have to. Which, interestingly enough, they they all they have to do is get rid of the connection to WB. Uh, the groundwork's already there. Because when I played last night, 
My wife was playing, Madam was playing, and she sent me an invite. You know what it said? It said it was going to move her game to a server. So she wasn't playing on a server. It's already set up for you to play offline. They just have to remove the, the requirement to connect to WB services at the front of the game when it boots up. She wasn't playing online. She wasn't playing on a server. When she sent me an invite, it literally said... All your progress will be lost if you haven't saved recently. We're going to move your game to a server. It literally said that. So it's like, I get where people are coming from. The, the, the infrastructure is there. They just need to remove the, the connecting to WB services so that if, that, if, if, if it can't connect, you can still play. Eugene says, when you lie to justify your opinion, screw your opinion. There's no agree to disagree. There's facts, and then there's your weird self-created reality. Agree to disagree. We'll see on the launch date. Xbox era gave it an 8.2 and VGC gave it an 80. Like, what do you mean? They didn't, they did not break from standard practice with review. Mate, it's bloody true. You like the game and I get that's fine, but a few reviews that are out aren't good. Can you cite the reviews? Who's reviewed it? I'm not going to be surprised if there's negative reviews. Again, that's not going to hurt my feelings. I guarantee you there'll be a lot of negative reviews. People made up their mind about this game a year ago. It didn't stand a chance. But I think you're going to see some reviews like VGC where they're like, we like this and enjoyed it a lot more than we than we expected. Dreamcast guys review. Okay. Does... does does my input and first impressions not count? People people that were already saying that the game was going to be bad or that the game was trash played the game, rushed it in early access and concluded that it's bad. You think that that's shocking? Aren't we only reviewing the single-player campaign right now? We haven't even sniffed the endgame live service, have we? Yeah, I tend to agree, Mediocre Milton. I think the general gaming public will receive this game stronger than the online gaming community. The people who engage on Twitter and Reddit and YouTube, they're not the majority. They're the minority. And I don't think that I don't think they've got this one right. I think they've got this one wrong. I think they've I think they've misfired. Not at all just citing another review. Right, but again, th- th- there are people that made their mind up about the game before. Wait, Dreamcast guy only played 6 hours? Did he actually finish the story? Like 6 hours. I heard that if you beeline the story it's like 10. It's got one Metacritic score and it's a 40. Now you're being dishonest. That's not true. Probably getting review bombed by users on that site, but yeah, when more critics come out, they'll paint a clearer picture. What you're saying is not true. On Metacritic, there's a 40, there's an 80, and there's like an 82. So, no, that's not the that's not the only review. There's three so far. An 80, an 82, and a 40. I've never even heard of the outlet that gave it a 40. I don't even, I don't, it, the other VGC and Xbox era I've heard of. 
he hadn't played the whole game. I actually don't mind. I don't mind a negative review and someone hasn't finished the game because if you get far enough in the game to determine that you don't like it, I think it's fine to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not playing this. It's not good. I just think you need to you need to call that what it is. Like, that's not a comprehensive review. That's a, this ain't it. I tapped out. Like, I'm not going to finish this. Haven't checked the Metacritic site since yesterday. Yeah, Metacritic's not the be-all, end-all. Like I said, I think Metacritic's going to land in the high 70s, low 80s. I don't think it's going to have an impressive score on Metacritic. I agree with what Mediocre Milton said. The true test of this game, the measuring stick is, can they capture an audience that keeps coming back and playing? And I think they have a compelling format and a compelling live service setup and a gameplay loop that a lot of people will a lot of people will enjoy. Right? I, I, like, that's all I've been trying to say. I'm leaving room for someone like Dreamcast guy to be like, brother, I got six hours in. I don't like this. This is bad. That's fine. Can you leave room for me? I've played practically the same amount of time. I played two hours yesterday on stream. I played an hour last night with my wife. That's three. And then I played for about two hours this, this morning. That's about five. I've clocked close to five hours in the game and I'm having fun. So there's nobody's wrong or right here. I'm just saying, man, leave room for people to like a game like this. Like it's, it's fun. It's scratch and itch for some people. As I scratch my arm. <laughs> Jaden Air with 15 months and a member. Renewal, 15 months and many more to come. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That guy isn't a random. He's got over a thousand reviews and VGC has 200 if you want to cut it down to that. I'm I'm not. I was saying I had never heard of the person who gave it a review. I didn't mean that meant their review didn't matter. I was like, I don't know who they are. I've never heard of them. Does it have more now? You're saying Keen Gamer 55? I will not be surprised at all if this game gets a lot of low scores. It won't surprise me in the least. But I think you gotta leave room. I think you gotta leave room for the fact that there are other people that are gonna view it differently. There are other people that are that are not gonna see it the same way. Yeah, Xbox currently has two reviews and PS5 currently has three. Yeah, Keen Gamer gave it a 55. And then Xbox Games Radar hasn't given a score yet. Page not found. Their review in progress. Um... It's a strange first impression is memorable storytelling clashes with forgettable combat. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me go down here and see. Do they have a conclusion? 
10 hours into the adventure, Kill the Justice League really does feel as if it's primed to be the sort of divisive adventure that delights and disappoints in equal measure. For those here to see whether Rock City has really been granted the free reign to kill the heroes of the Arkhamverse, one of the most successful new universes DC has spawned in decades, then I suspect that you'll enjoy yourself, as there's an inherent quality to the storytelling and cutscenes that's difficult to ignore. For those looking for a compelling superhero game, one which either captures the hefty combat of Batman, the world density of Spider-Man, or the generosity of Guardians of the Galaxy, then I fear you may find yourself left wanting. Unless, of course, monotonously shooting at the same groupings of enemies until the spawning stops sounds like your idea of a good time. Again, if you look at it in the realm of a live service game, that's not a problem. And I think that's where this game's going to get mistreated. People are going to chop it all the way down, and it's like, but that's what live service games do. That's what live service games do. Like that so much of what what this is why I stopped playing Diablo. The Diablo loop bored me because of the linear nature of the skill trees. It didn't have the diversity and the loop back that Diablo 3 had, so I put it down. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just meant to me I was like, this is boring. The criticism is based on what they wanted and not what was delivered. I found Games Radar framing of that fair. They said, if this is what you're looking for, you're going to have a good time. If this is what you're looking for, you're not going to have a good time. I actually think that's a fair way of framing it. It's like, if this is your expectation, then don't buy it. And I'm saying the same thing. If you're expecting a a single-player Arkhamverse game with... I'd be really interested, though, to go back and look at Arkham Knight and be like, how different were the combat encounters? Now, the boss fights were usually pretty good. I'll grant you that. I'm hearing that the boss fights in this, I'm hearing mixed reviews in the boss fights. So my jury's still out on that. But as far as, like, the base level combat being repetitive, homie, how many times were you up on a gargoyle waiting to pull someone up? And then waiting to pull someone up? And then putting some stuff on a wall? And blowing it up when they walked by? I mean, come on. You build a world with rules, and then you repeat the actions within that world, and it's satisfying. Even the fisticuffs, the moment-to-moment punching in combat in Arkham Knight, you get in lots of fights with the same ads and the same brutes over and over and over again. Like, it's, what do you... There's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's one of the reasons I got really good at the combat in Batman Arkham Knight. You want to know why? Because I got really used to fighting the same guys over and over again. You know those rooftop challenges in Arkham Knight? I 200% at Arkham Knight. I 200% of that game. Loved it. Do you want to know why I could do the rooftop challenges where you couldn't get punched? Because I had fought those enemies the entire time I played the game. But the feeling in being Batman is very different. No, I'll grant you that point that the delivery is different, but that doesn't mean it's automatically bad. You know how many zombies I've killed in Resident Evil? I don't understand the repetitive complaints. I think it's because if... And, I, and, I, and I'm telling you, I think that's what people are doing. 
I think what they're doing is, is they're playing it. Do you remember when people were judging Anthem and they were playing it like a cover-based shooter? They weren't using the primers and the detonators. I love Skill Up. I agree with him like 90% of the time. But even his review was plagued with this problem. He didn't play, he didn't do the combat right. And it partly wasn't his fault. They did not do a good job in the tutorial of the game teaching you about primers and detonators. So everyone's running around using their guns. I think people are doing the same thing in this game. I think they're they're standing around shooting. They're not jumping. They're not slamming the ground. They're not meleeing. They're not juggling. They're not doing combos. When you start doing all of that, that's when the combat started changing my mind in the one trailer. They showed Captain Boomerang. He threw his boomerang, knocked the guy up in the air, shot him. And then he did another thing where he shot the guy and then hit him with the melee. Like, there were all these different interweavings of, like, you can also do the uh, the counter shot. you got to be paying attention or you're not going to do that either. And then you replenish your shields with melee. Like, if you're not doing any of that and you're just standing around shooting everybody, sure, it's going to be boring and repetitive because you're not engaging with the depth of the combat. It wouldn't surprise me at all if a lot of the people that say that are engaging at like the bottom rung of the combat they just keep doing the same thing over and over again it's like there's so much more to the combat than that Starfield has 250 hours of combat uh, um, con- content but you did not know that because you are hating and never played it I don't know who you're talking to, Darren. Plenty of us played Starfield and very quickly decided that it wasn't the game for us. You know what else would have been repetitive? Batman 4. Repetitive is one thing, poor game design is another. Break down why it's poor game design. I 100%ed Death Stranding twice, all deliveries. The point of a game is for you to repeat an activity that you like over and over. Yeah. Like, do you think like, you think Helldivers Two isn't going to be repetitive? It's a live shooter. It's a live service shooter. It's a co-op romp. It's going to be repetitive. How many times are you going to shoot and blow up aliens in that game and do you know defend this position, stand in this position, go do this, go unlock that before you're like, well, I've done all this before. The, yeah, that's the point. Yo, Rob V caps us off at 25 members. I was like, well, we might not hit it today. I'm going to give the five that I owe right now. That's been how I've been doing it. As soon as we hit it, I do it. That way we can get closer to the goal. That's going to be six more members. I said this morning you guys were going to need about 300 members. You actually only need about 200 members. It tells me you were trash at Arkham Knight, not that the combat was trash. Wait, is somebody saying that the combat was trash in Arkham Knight? Arkham Knight's combat system was awesome. I freaking loved it. I absolutely loved it. But that's the thing. When I 200%ed Arkham Knight, I got in the same fights and fought the same enemies and got in the same encounters 
over and over and over again. And I wasn't like, can't believe this, dude. I'm halfway through the game and I got in a fight and there were some basic guys and some brutes and some stuff on the wall that I could grab. This is repetitive. What the heck? Like, I get that it's more satisfying for some people because it feels like you're more involved. There is a sense of, I think immersion in the crunchy bone breaking moment to moment combat system of Arkham Knight you're down the the slowdowns the just the fluidity and this one is a little bit more like because it's a shooter and because it's more drawn back it doesn't have that immersive feel but that doesn't mean that being repetitive is wrong or bad thank you DK Baker for being the agent of chaos he pushes his bass 25. You the man. Imagine thinking that a Justice League member dies and you think that's like... It's the same reason that no one complained that Spider-Man was repetitive in terms of combat. Right, and that's why I said it's fair pushback to be like... It just doesn't feel as immersive. I don't feel like I'm as connected, right? Okay, I get that. But then say that. Don't just say it's boring and repetitive. It's like, but what do you mean? All games are repetitive. Like, put some meat on the bones. Repetitive isn't bad. Bad repetitive is bad. That's what I mean. You need to quantify and qualify why you're saying that. Yeah, I'm going to stream the state of play, yes. There are people that think that Spider-Man's boring and repetitive. I've talked to guys that loved Batman and they didn't like Spider-Man. And I can't believe they say that about Spider-Man. I'm like, what the frick? I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much you can do. Thank you, Joker Quinn, for another gifted member. Like, I've seen montages of people just wrecking in Spider-Man. I've seen people doing the same thing in God of War, Ragnarok, Valhalla. I'm like, holy cow, we're not playing the same game at all. I saw montages. I saw highlights from Prince of Persia and said the same thing. I said, we are not the same. You are playing at a level that I am not there. Eugene says, this is an immersion issue and it's a preference thing. That word may be too large for some though. Right. And I think it's, <coughs> I think it's fair for me to be like, okay, you're saying it's repetitive and boring, but can you explain why? Everybody's just saying repetitive and boring, live service trash, repetitive and boring, live service trash, or, you know, it's disrespectful to the Justice League. Okay. You got to put meat on those bones. Maybe if they made the four characters more in tune with how they fight, we wouldn't have this problem. I don't know. I feel like Captain Boomerang feels completely different than King Shark. I feel like he's completely different than King Shark. He feels different. Deadshot feels different. Harley, unfortunately, feels the worst out of the group right now. absolutely a preference thing. I love Batman more, which is why Spider-Man didn't hit the same way. Plus, Rock said he invented the free flow, and Spider-Man took it and wrapped it in Spider-Man's skin. I don't know if that's fair to the Spider-Man game. I feel like they captured 
how Spider-Man would have to approach combat. You got to be constantly agile in the air, moving around, juggling, using your webs. Like it, it doesn't feel like the Batman free flow and wrapped in a Spider-Man skin. I don't feel like that's a fair summary. Some of the combat clips of Ghost of Tsushima also made me have that really amp up for what I did. It was some ridiculous, there's some ridiculous clips out there. Oh, for sure. If the game doesn't immerse you and you can't get into a flow state with it, that's a you thing most of the time, unless the game is just absolute garbage. It just goes through its story without any theme or interesting elements. Killing the Justice thing lustily is one thing. Doing it and pissing on the corpse is not is not it. It's it's in line with the characters though. It's the Justice League. Are you really comparing the movie set in Arkham Knight to this? Be genuine. With no respect intended, man, frick you. I am being genuine. I'm tired of the insinuation that I'm not being genuine because of my opinions. Seriously, frick all the way off to next week with that. Like take a hike and and go and come back another day. I am tired of having my genuineness or my integrity questioned by people like you. If your brain can't handle differences of opinions, you are in the wrong stream. You are in the wrong stream. This is what we do here. I've not once today told people they weren't being genuine. I've not once today told people that they weren't being honest. So frick all the way off with that. It's tiring. Your small brain is not my responsibility. Expand your horizons to allow for differences of opinions. Your narrow view, your passive insulting insinuation, that's not my responsibility to be tolerant of that. I've been very tolerant of different opinions on this. I don't care if people don't like it. That doesn't bother me. I know it's not going to score that very well. Right? I know it's not going to score very well. Who cares? But don't call my genuineness into question because I don't agree with you. That's ridiculous. That just smacks of insecurity. It's like, well, the only reason this person doesn't see things the way that I see it is because they're being, they're lying. Like, come on. How many moves do all of the characters in Suicide have combined? And how many moves did Batman have in Arkham? I wasn't saying they had the same move set. I never said that. It's it's interesting that you question my genuineness as you misrepresent my argument. All I was saying was that the actual flow of combat and the enemies that you fight in Batman about halfway through the game, you fought a lot of the same enemies, a lot of the same guys. That was all I was saying. I didn't say that we have the same number of move sets to another game. I didn't. Again, your inability to understand my point is your own fault. Like, to listen to a podcast and struggle with listening skills? I, come on. I never once said anything about the move sets being similar. I didn't say that. 
All I said was, in in Batman Arkham Knight, by the middle of the game, a lot of the encounters, I've experienced them. And that's why I was able to finesse the fighting and do the rooftop challenges. Why? Because of all the repetitiveness. Repetitiveness isn't bad. It's part and parcel to game design. You're so nasty to people today? No, I'm not. I have standards. If you want to insult my integrity and my honesty, I'm going to give you the backside of my hand. If that's upsetting for you, I, I, frick you too, bro. Like, seriously. What What am I supposed to do? Like, just be like, that's fine. You can insult my honesty and my integrity. That's fine. No, frick off with that. Seriously. It, it, heartfelt. Just don't even go there. It's not necessary. If somebody started insulting you, you're just going to stand there and take it? Like, that's fine. Like, the only thing I've gut checked today, every time, it's been the same thing. If you're going to call my integrity and honesty into question, you can just get to frick out. That's not what we're doing here. You want to make it about me? That's not what's on the discussion talking for today. We all have standards. Be polite. I don't have to be polite to someone that insults me. Do you understand that? This isn't McDonald's. You don't get to come in and talk crap to me, and I'm just going to be polite through it. The customer's not always right. No one's insulting you. So when someone says, you're not being genuine, you're not being honest... That's not insulting. Insinuating that my position's dishonest. That's not insulting. One bloke criticized you. We don't agree, but I never went at you. Yeah, RB is a good example. RB has been in chat for the past 45 minutes disagreeing with me. I've not been rude or impolite or insulting. Why? Because he hasn't come after me. He has expressed his opinions, pushed back on mine. That's what we do here. Like, the RB is a good example of somebody today who doesn't agree with me and has disagreed for close to an hour and not once has insinuated that I'm a liar or that I'm I'm just saying this for clicks or that I'm not being genuine. I don't have to be polite to people like that. How many people have you insulted? Only the people that have insulted me. And actually, insulting is a strong word. I said, get the frick out of here. That's not an insult. That's a gut check. That's a gut check. You're going to walk into a bar, insult the bartender, and he's like, yo, take a walk. I can't believe you insulted me. What are you talking about? I I didn't insult anybody. I said, dude, frick off. You can you can leave if that's what you're gonna do. I said I said what did I said. Oh yeah, your your brain being small is not my responsibility. But that's true. You're being small brained about it. You're being small brained. You're like, well, he's not being genuine. He's not being honest. What are you talking about? How many? I don't know. We had to bump a bunch of people earlier that were doing it. It's like it's disruptive. Like you want to make it about me, you know? 
Like, plenty of people have come in today and been like, I don't like it for this reason. Somebody just a little bit ago had good input about the the differences in immer- it's an immersive difference you said earlier on today somebody had a low IQ homie if the shoe fits I'm gonna make you wear it what it's always amazing to me too it's always amazing to me that there's this baked in presumption that the streamer is supposed to be a punching bag and that if I say something as oh my gosh you said someone had a low IQ the horror oh my gosh the horror I'm sorry if anybody experienced any trauma from that just absolutely reprehensible insult while guaranteed I'll get clip farmed today thrown into content of people who quite literally only attack and insult people. The lack of self-awareness is always quite astounding. Getting self-righteous about me being like, you got a low IQ or a small brain. Can you believe how unkind this guy is? Let's throw him into salt content where all we do is insult and rip people apart. That's called hypocrisy, by the way. I only gut check people who come at me instead of my argument. That's it. That's all I've ever done. That's all I've ever done. If you come at me, if you come at me instead of my argument, then you get a gut check. You might get a little rap on the beater. That's it. It's that simple. Because he disagreed with you, you assaulted him. Yeah. He made your account nine months ago. I wonder why. Take a walk. Thanks for the free promotion. Put me in more clips to tell people that don't like me not to watch me. You're sparing my chat by doing that. You are. Thanks for the free promotion. I'm glad that you and your ilk don't come and hang out here because we're better off without you. There's a lot of hypocrisy on this game, but like it, I like it. Nothing anymore can do... Other than disagree, it's not my type of game personally, and I've also canceled my Helldivers pre-order. Why'd you cancel your Helldivers pre-order? That's actually a cheaper game. I actually think people are going to be more tolerant of the live service repetition in that game because it's only forty dollars. Whoever made Fortnite is a genius. Why are you talking about that? Helldivers looks awesome. Were you farming the farmer? I genuinely don't care. I don't care. You can convince a bunch of mentally disturbed sycophantic people to not watch me. You're doing me a favor. You might as well go convince a bunch of wild animals to not come into my yard. Thanks. 
Fortnite's a repetitive game that people love. Right. We've had this discussion before. Right? We've had this discussion before. Repetition isn't the problem. The problem is there's multiple layers to what can make repetition bad. The rhythm with which the repetition happens. So if... Okay, let me give you an example. In a game like Spider-Man 2, if you wait until the end of the game to go take all the pictures, you know the the, the pictures you have to take in Spider-Man? If you don't do a single picture the entire game until the end, and then you spend like an, a couple of hours going around and taking those pictures what you're doing is is you're placing that activity really close together and it's going to make you go like "Ah, this is so annoying if you interweave all the different activities on the map in Spider-Man 2 those exact same activities will not feel as repetitive so the rhythm with, with which something comes back in the content loop that can affect your tolerance level of it. You're like, oh, come on. How many times, how many pictures do I have to take? Well, if you had been taking pictures throughout the game, it wouldn't have hit in the same way. So, kill the Justice League. Unsurprising, the people that are saying it's really repetitive, they beeline the story. So they're just going from this to 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 this. They're not, they're not doing anything else. They're just pushing through. And it's like, well, oh, yeah, of course it's going to feel repetitive. You, you, put, you put every piece of the content loop like really close together. Did you go out and explore? Did you join the side missions? Did you join the side content? Or did you just mainline the whole thing? Uh, I feel to despair. Thank you so much for jumping back in. If you're paying for your own membership, again, if you guys are paying for your own membership, you want to make sure you're at the $6 tier, not the $5 tier. I had to do this. I had to stop doing the spontaneous crimes in Spider-Man 2 because those got repetitive to me. That's when... Oh, yeah, there are side missions. Yes. That's when in a game like Spider-Man, Sadiqwa, you almost have to self-regulate. Like, you're playing the game, and there's all these different things to do, and if you get caught in, like, a content rut, and you keep doing the same thing, you have to be like, I'm tired of this, and you go do something else. And that's why I think I always have a better time in games like that, because if something's nearby, I just do it. I'm like, oh, there's a picture nearby. Oh, there's one of those puzzles nearby for Miles. Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a, that. Instead of, like, just beelining the story and being like, well, yeah, you know, it's kind of short and uh, the open world activities are kind of repetitive. It's like, yeah, if you, if it's like when you're having a really good meal, when you're having a really good meal, Thanksgiving's a good example. And you're like taking bites of everything almost in succession. You know, you got the turkey, you got the gravy on the mashed potatoes, you got the stuffing and a lot of it's just going in at the same time. Now, if you just sit there and you do nothing but just eat the turkey and then 
just eat the mashed potatoes. It's like, yeah, you you might be like, yeah, I, I'm, I don't want any more turkey. When you space it all out and you mix it all together, I feel like I have a better result with certain meals like that. I think games are very similar. But it's like if it's an open world game and there's all these other activities, if you just beeline and avoid all of the side content, you're likely to land in a rut and be like, that wasn't very fun. That was really repetitive. Like, just how much thought do you think these guys are putting into their build and their weapons and their skill trees when they're like, yeah, it took me somewhere between seven to ten hours to beat the game. Did you take any time at all to try out different things, to try out different weapons? It's a game with a skill tree and guns similar to like a Borderlands. Have you, you messed around with any of those things? If you, if you absolutely just beeline the game and you don't fiddle around with any of those things, of course the combat's going to be repetitive. Oh, what was the game that got reviewed? What was it, Eugene? They reviewed the game and they clearly just beelined it on easy and they didn't do... Oh, what was that game? Shoot. It was recently. It was a review that when we read it, we were like, what the frick? They're like, they didn't do any of this stuff. Was it Spider-Man that did that? Somebody reviewed Spider-Man and it was so clear that they literally just beelined it on easy and didn't engage with... Wasn't It wasn't truly challenging. It wasn't ever challenging. What game was that? Where we were like, yeah, this person didn't even play it. Yo, Bolton with the Gifted. Thank you very much. The showcase is in about four hours. Yeah, it was Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, it was Horizon Forbidden West and the reviewer only used a bow the whole time. Oh, no, no, no. You guys are right. It was Hogwarts. Yes. There was a guy that reviewed Hogwarts and he didn't know how to use all the spells. He used like the same three spells the entire freaking game. And it was like there was so much depth to how you could build yourself in Hogwarts and approach a combat. It was the same thing. It was like, wait a minute. Like, did you did you even put any time at all into the game's building? Into the game's stuff? Yeah, Hogwarts did it too. I don't remember the Horizon Forbidden West one where they used a bow the whole time, but I, I, I feel like I remember that. It was the Hogwarts thing was what I was thinking about. It was like... So like early access just got opened up and a lot of these people have just absolutely blitzed the game and it's like well did you take any time at all did you experiment with the other characters did you spend a lot of time building out a build for Captain Boomerang or, and King Shark and Deadshot did you do that like like, if not I get why you might think it's like super repetitive because if you just play the combat like it's a shooter he said that the combat was too repetitive and he just used the one spell. Yeah. People were doing that for Spidey 2 and then making fun of its length. Right. Just absolutely blitzing the story and being like, it's a one and done game, it's a short game. Like, There were reviews of Liza P that didn't know how the mechanics worked. 
Yeah, remember that lone wolf? There were people reviewing Liza P, and the guy didn't even know how perfect block worked. I was like, what the heck? The same person that complained about Horizon culturally appropriating, played on easy, only used the bow, and never used anything else. Builds are a huge part of the game. That's what I mean. Like, that's what I want to ask people. Like, okay, you trudged ahead of me. Uh, you finished it. What kind of builds did you try? They're not going to have an answer to that. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just ran through the game and shot everything. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a, it's repetitive. <laughs> Pretty pumped to play Suicide Squad, not listening to all the negatives. I've been excited for it, just busy with other things. They told you what it is, says MASH, and it aligns with it. It's just not for me. Right, that's like the fairest take to have. They told you what this was a long time ago. It's a, it's a live service co-op looter where you kill the Justice League, and people are like, it's such a terrible game. Why? Well, it's a live service game, and you kill the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> it's like flipping the game board over and being like, you know, it's boring. Why? Because it's chess. Well, I told you we were going to play chess. What are you talking about? That's the problem with a lot of reviewers. They play on easy. They don't investigate skills, builds, just get the review out first. The problem with those reviews are they rush to have the review ready for the embargo. It's why review codes need to go out weeks before launch. Yeah, and they couldn't do that with this game because spinning up the servers early would be really expensive. I need to, I, we, we got to go to writer's room. For those of you that are here right now and you're not paying for a $6 membership or higher, you can obviously upgrade the gifted member that you've received and you can come to the writer's room if you would like. It's where we kind of plan out the next day's shows. Um, Generally, what we're probably going to end up doing is just hanging out with the members right now. Currently, we have 2,500 members. Uh, We're shooting for 2750 before Friday. My wife and I will be playing Kill the Justice League this Friday night. It'll be hilarious. Uh, you guys are really going to want to watch her play. If you can hit 2750 before Friday, I got to wear a Deadpool onesie on Friday night. All right. Yes, I will be back in approximately four hours. I will be bra- I'll be back in approximately four hours. Not doing state of play. I, I've stated it numerous times today. I think I don't know how people have missed it. Yes, we are 100% doing state of play. State of play will be co-streamed. State of play will be co-streamed. I'll be back in about four hours. We always co-stream events like that. Like a state of play or an Xbox developer direct. It'd be really, really rare for me to not co-stream something like that. So, yes. Not agreeing that it's a game they should should have made to determine your interest from jump, but creators just keep parroting uh, that to cash in on the hate. But the game, even though uh, they buy the game, even though they hate it, I'm not sure what you're saying, Adam. Anything you're hoping to see from the state of play? Uh, I don't go into I don't go into events like this with um, with hopes and expectations because you just end up getting frustrated
Okay. Members only, member or higher. Oh, you think they might be rotating the additional characters? That wouldn't make any sense because you're going to invest in the character in their skill tree, Sven. There's no way they would do that. Who's that one? Oh, there we go. I was going to say, where is Mr. Freeze? We know, we know somebody like Mr. Freeze is coming at some point. Yeah, I, I don't think, not to get into any spoilers from what's been leaked about the game's future content plans... I don't believe they would rotate the characters, right? That would be really weird to have somebody invest in the Joker and build a really great skill tree with the Joker and then have him like rotate out. That'd be really awkward. Like I said, I have three concerns about this game. Before we go to writer's room, before we go to writer's room, let me just restate my three concerns. One of my primary concerns is, is that the gameplay won't have staying power and people won't come back. They'll just be like, yeah, that was fun, but I have no reason to go back. My second concern is game bloat. You're going to be adding so many characters, so many activities. If I come back in eight or nine months, it's almost going to give me paralysis. There's going to be too much to do. I hope I'm wrong about that. I hope they've thought about new player and returning player onboarding. And then my third concern is that the hate campaign is successful and they convince a bunch of game that it's live service trash and, you know, whatever else. Yo, thank you so much, Phil, to Despair for upgrading to a member standard. I appreciate that. So, I, you know, those are my three main concerns. They can make it a free-to-play model if they need to. I think the model of requiring you to buy the main game is totally fine. Yeah, they make it really clear once you roll credits that there's there's more coming. There's an in-game teaser after you roll credits. Diablo 4 was fun, but no staying power. I mean, there's a lot that went into why Diablo didn't work, but we need to go to writer's room. So I'm going to spam a link in chat. If you guys enjoyed today's show and the the spice and the, the back and forth, make sure and smash the like button. We need like 47 more likes to get to 400. Uh, If you guys want to bring the heat with gifted members later during the state of play or tomorrow, uh, like I said, I, I was wrong this morning. We don't need 300. We only need about 200 members to hit that goal for Friday night. 
Thanks so much for being a Reforge member or higher, the $6 member or the VIP for $10. Uh, if you're on a VIP above the $10, we need you to downgrade to the standard $10 VIP. We are just going to have three tiers of memberships going forward. We're going to have the gifted at five, six is a standard member, and then 10 is a VIP. So make sure you guys do that for me. Anybody who is... Uh, at the gifted tier, whether it's because you're you're old school paying for the $5 or somebody gifted it to you, you can upgrade to the $6 tier and come to all the content uh, except for the once a week VIP. Yeah, good good debate with you too, RB. I always appreciate somebody who can respectfully debate. I'm going to end the stream and redirect people over. 